Welcome, everybody, to episode number 64 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Today we're going to be talking about the new release XCOM from 2K Games and Firaxis. It's our topic for the week, so... Uh, but before we get into that, uh, teasers, we're going to be talking about the Walking Dead episode four, uh, NBA 2K13, uh, Dungeons of Dreadmore, Corey? That's it. Yep. And then, uh, we're getting a little discussion about wrist-mounted controllers, which sounds pretty interesting. But first, nibble bits. Uh, Eric, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> My first one, um... The Wii U launch has taken a hit. Rayman Legends has been delayed until the first quarter of next year. Um, so, even less to look forward to when the Wii U comes out. Oh, boy. Um, my second one, um, Call of Duty, the the new one coming out for the Vita. It's called Declassified. They're not going to have zombie mode in it. And um, I was reading, I didn't even know there was one coming out for the Vita, and I was reading, they asked if it was going to affect people's decision whether to buy it, and everybody's like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to buy it now. Huh? So. Huh. Sucks for them. Yeah. Um, and my last one, Sleeping Dogs, uh, the first of their two planned uh, DLC packs is coming out on October 16th, which is uh, five days from now. Um, it's going to have... I it, None of us played this, right? No. Okay. I got it out of the red box, kept it for almost a week, and never played it. <laughs> I do that every time. But yeah. I guess That's it's, how they make their money. It is, man, off of suckers like me. Um, but it's going to be a street racer pack, and it adds a total of three new races. So if you were into the races in that game, definitely get that one. And that's what I have for you. Very nice. Yeah. Will, go ahead. All right. Uh, my first nibble bit is uh, The Walking Dead Episode 4 Around Every Corner is out on PSN, PC, and Xbox Live. It's for $5. Um, apparently, episode, episode 5 is coming soon. I remember reading on the forums, a lot of people said Telltale Games said Episode 5 would be coming out shortly after 4. I don't know. I mean, it's just forums. I don't know if people are having wishful thinking or not. But who knows? Hopefully it's soon. Uh, my next one is in Modern Warfare 2, a fan favorite map called Favela had disappeared. Apparently, there was a... Muslim gamers had complained about it. And apparently, there was a picture frame that had this, you know, decorative representation of a quote that is, Allah is beautiful and loves beauty. And that picture frame was hanging above the toilet. So the Muslim gamers <laughs> took offense to that. And the thing I said is Modern Warfare 2, why Modern Warfare 2? Like, I didn't know people still played that yeah. game at all. Well, that and who gives a rat's ass anyway? I, yeah. That's what I thought. And Chase even responded with a, a Twitter message, <laughs> like, people still play Modern Warfare 2, yeah. which I got a chuckle out of. Um, my next one is Borderlands 2. It's having its first piece of DLC coming out October 16th. It's called Captain Scarlet and Her Pirate's Booty. It's a whole new Ooh. area on Pandora called the Oasis, and it's going to be $10. And my very last one is, Dan, you talked about the uh, NHL 13 Hercules check. Yeah. Uh, on Kotaku, there was a video put out where it was like the director of the game was talking about how NHL 13 uh, is talking about how it's a very authentic experience and how in NHL 13, if a big guy hits a little guy, it sends him flying, and if a little guy tries to hit a big guy, the little guy gets knocked over, and it flashes to... You know, they put the sensors on the bodies and, like, they do the skating things and, like, do the body checks, you know, to get the motions down for the game. Yeah. They were doing that, and they had somebody doing a hip check, and he would do the hip check on the dummy, and they'd propel the body up into the air into the stands. Oh, that's funny. It's really funny. You should watch it. I think I, I don't I don't think I tweet. Oh, yeah, I did tweet it from our link, so check that out. Okay. It's a very funny video. Definitely nice. worth the check out. <laughs> 
They need okay. to do more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, poke fun at their mistakes. Yeah, have a little personality, you know. Yeah, that is that is pretty funny. Yeah, and after they showed the thing, it flashes back to the guy who, you know, the director of the game, and he said, oh, and they put in a bleep because he was swearing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was really, it was funny. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Makes EA look like they have a little bit of a soul. Sense of, yeah, some sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. Capcom uh, claims that the there is no paid DLC on the Resident Evil 6 disc. Uh, apparently there's some incomplete pieces of DLC uh, already on the disc, but... Uh, none of them will be paid DLC, so hopefully that means free DLC. Yeah. And not I if, just nothing. I wonder if they tried to get away with it, but then when people saw it, they're like, oh, crap. Oh, maybe. That's I always, guess we'll just make it free. Yeah, that's always possible. Um, actually, probably likely, even. Yeah. But uh, And then the Gears of War movie has been revived after being put on hold uh, by New Line so that they could focus on the Hobbit movie. Movies. Hmm. So, Yay. For video game movies. Yeah. Uh, and then Nintendo confirms that the new Super Mario Brothers Wii U will run in 1080p. Um, that being said, it'll still look like new Super Mario Brothers Wii. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I thought when I saw it. Same, so, the same with me. Yeah. Uh, Corey, go ahead. Uh, yeah, if you guys can't hear me, feel free to just mute me and talk over me because I'm having some, some bandwidth issues, as as I usually do when we first get started recording. Uh-huh. Did you get all that? Yep, go ahead. Okay. Uh, my first one, Rockstar is packaging four of its hit games for 60 bucks. Uh, it's called the Rockstar Games Collection, and it's shipping in November. It includes Grand Theft Auto episodes from Liberty City, Midnight Club, L.A. Complete Edition, L.A. Noir, and Red Dead Redemption. Any interest in a package like that? Nope. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, we're not we're not huge rock star guys, so nope. that's, that's quite the opposite. I'm sh- I'm sure there's some dude bros that would eat it up though. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the wake of Microsoft's Xbox Live Gamer Score Rewards program, two gamers are battling out to be the first to achieve one million gamer score. Uh, we actually talked about Raymond Cox, who is the the front runner before on this podcast. His Xbox Live handle is Stallion eighty three. And he's the current leader with a gamer score of 769,520. Wow. And he's being chased by Stephen Rowe, who goes by Smirnov. That's S-M-R-N-O-V on Xbox Live. And he has 757,774. Holy crap. Uh, I took a, wrote down a quote from... This article is from uh, Game Informer. Um, and I took a quote from, from it. And it says, I think I'm going to be the... This is from Raymond Cox, uh, Stallion83. He says, I think I'm going to be the first person to one million. I really do. A lot of people think what I'm doing is easy to do. There's a reason not many people are where I'm at. Smirnov, talking about the, the other guy, his competition, is the closest one. He's the only competition. Everybody else is way too far behind to even catch up. Um, and the first thing I thought of was it kind of gives meaning to the name Thumbstick Athletes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That person is an athlete. <laughs> yeah, and he, there's somewhere else in the article. Um, actually, the guy in second place said, you know, he doesn't do it just for the gamer score. He, do, he does it to complete the games. And I was like, yeah, the second place guy would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, interesting little competition, and, and you kind of wish there was some kind of reward for them when they get to a million. There's not even one for 100,000, I don't think. I play to complete the games, too, and I'm at 38,000, I think. Some 38,000 is my gamer score. Yeah, I'm right around there, too. <laughs> so, you, that's not... Uh, like, you literally have to have played Xbox 
eight hours a day every day since it came out to get that? Every freaking game? Yeah, I don't know. That's insane. <clears throat> Agreed. Three quarters of a million gamer score. But anyway. And I'll close up with Angry Birds Star Wars launches November 8th. Yay. Nice. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Corey, how's your week? Uh, my week was good. I went home over the weekend and went to the Newark Valley Apple Festival. Oh, you lucky bastard. Yeah, which sadly becomes less and less of a festival every year. Yeah, that's what I heard. It slowly becomes a pay $6 to shop Ugh. festival. Because um, pretty much the only thing interesting to see there. Well, it's different because when you grow up in Newark Valley... You've been to the Apple Fest a million times, and you've been to its its showcase, the Beaumont Billings Homestead, which is a uh, a homestead that was built in the 1700s. Yeah, something like that. Sure. Um, so you've seen it a million times. But if you're going to the Apple Fest for the first time, like it's interesting to see, see all that historical stuff. Um, but if it's your millionth time there, you don't really care about that. But what used to be interesting about it is they always had the Civil War reenactments. Um, slowly they've been doing away with those until this year there just was nothing. Really? There were a couple dudes there were a couple dudes that dressed up in garb and walked around, but that was it. Mm. That was it was kinda sad. But shame. we got some, some good local cheese and some 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 we car or we painted a, a pumpkin. That was kinda fun. Nice. Uh, but yeah. And then we went over to the, the Stoughton Farm corn maze, which is also pretty cool. And pretty crappy at the same time. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Why and is it crappy? I think that's fun the first time, but it was my third time doing it, and I just get freaking pissed off when I make a wrong turn and I go to a dead end, and it's so freaking frustrating. I'm like, I paid six dollars to get lost in a freaking maze. Yeah, I've never been, but uh, Tyler keeps asking me to go. I think he wants to take advantage of me in one of the dead ends. <laughs> good place to do it. It's a good place for tough. For rapist-like activities? Yeah. I think it's fun, the corn maze. Yeah, if you haven't done it, I, I think absolutely you should do it because it's fun. Uh, and they have a little, like, trivia. So you go up to a block, and it, it'll ask you a question, and it'll be A, B, or C. You know, A will be one of the answers, and it'll tell you to go to the left. So if you get the answer right, you go in the right direction. If you get the answer wrong, you go in the wrong direction. So, it, I mean, it's a little, little added fun. But they have a lot of other stuff going on there, like the pumpkin gun, which is a must-do as well. Oh, yeah, that is fun. There's nothing more rewarding than smacking a target out in the middle of a field with a pumpkin gun. Oh, yeah. And I would. I did it once. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, those are the, the highlights of my week. Just just some good autumn fun. Yeah. Did you drink any delicious fall beers? Um. Yeah, actually, the night before, I got really drunk on canned... Well, actually, it wasn't summer beer, or it wasn't fall beers. It was uh, summer ale. Oh. In a can? In a can. I didn't know they made that. Yeah, I didn't know they made it either. My girlfriend had it, and I was like, oh, nice. Huh. Easier a, to get drunk off of, that's for sure. That's a fine brew. Yeah. yeah. It is. Okay. Uh, you know, the the last of the batch. Getting yeah. Ready. Oberfest. Yeah. I haven't had any Oktoberfest yet. I have had the Harvest Pumpkin. I had some Oktoberfest. It's good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Delicious. Best part about fall, I think, is the fall brews. Well, uh, fall used, food in general used to be sports for me, but I don't watch sports anymore. No, so. I'm about ready to give up on sports. Also, we can talk about the Yankees. No, I was going to bring it up, but <laughs> I heard it was a pretty wild game last night. Yeah, it was. 
Go ahead, Will. You can talk about it. I was going to say, Alex Rodriguez, who the highest paid player in the league, got pinch hit for by Raul Abanez. (laughs) Who's 40. He has 40, (laughs) who hits the game-tying home run in the ninth inning, then the game-winning home run in the 12th inning. Oh, he had two. Yeah. Yeah, he won the game. I didn't know that. I thought he just hit the the game-winning one. So thank God we have A-Rod. Oh, he sucks. Rod's playing again tonight. Yeah. Tomorrow night. They're playing playing right now. They're playing now, yeah. A-Rod sucks, man. He's awful. Ever since he stopped juicing. No, we were talking yeah, about we're this before you showed up, Corey. We were saying he ought to just start juicing again. Yeah. I'd have way more respect for him if he just owned it. Yeah, who yeah. cares? Now's the time, man. It's crunch time. Exactly. Yeah, I said Ryan Braun got caught, and he still hit 40 home runs. Think he went off of it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. that all you did, Corey? Yeah. All right. Well, what'd you do? Not much. The usual, you know, school and then work. Not a ton. Watch the Giants on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Look pretty bad in the first quarter against the Browns. Yeah, real bad. But they came back to win it. <clears throat> Want to trade? They finally got the running game going. I know Bradshaw, two hundred yards. He was on my he's my fantasy running back, so I was really happy to see that. Yeah, that was the first time he'd had. Wasn't it the first time he had over a hundred yards in like eight or nine games? Yeah, something ridiculous. Or ten games. Giants running game just well, isn't that, what it used to be. No, it's not. I remember when we had Derek Ward, Brian Jacobs, and Ahmad Bradshaw. Yeah. But Earth, wind, and fire. Yep. <laughs> Not so much anymore. It's so funny, Eric. <laughs> Nothing. They were pretty dominant back then, Eric. Good. But okay. the running game isn't what it used to be. Eli looked good, though. Yeah. But other than that, I don't didn't do a lot, unless I forgot something. Okay. How about you, Eric? What would you do? I did not do much either this week, Dan. I don't think I really have anything mm-hmm. to report. Um, I don't want to talk about football at all. Uh-huh. Um, I'm ready to talk about XCOM. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yep. I can't wait to talk about me XCOM. Uh, okay, I'll just go real quick. Uh, what did I do? Uh, oh, I beat Borderlands too. Hey! Thank you. Thank you. Great work, Dan. I wanted to hammer it out and have it finished before XCOM came out because I knew I wouldn't play it once XCOM came out. And sure enough, I was right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, beat Borderlands 2. Oh, the only other thing I want to talk about was my uh, steep first Steam midnight launch thing was almost a disaster. Uh, I bought the game, I preloaded it and all that jazz, and went to play it right at midnight, or it was a little after midnight, I think. It wouldn't work. It said the game files were corrupted. So I was like, oh, god damn it. So normally what I would do for, in that situation is delete it and reinstall it but that would mean downloading it again which took hours oh, yeah. and i wanted to play it right then so luckily they on steam they have that handy um the uh the, you can go right into like game specific forums right right in the in the program so i did that and a couple other people were having the same problem and there was already it was 10 minutes after the game had launched there was already people on there talking about it and ways to fix it Oh, wow. So I went in there. I had to verify game files and then re-download a couple small files. So by like twelve ten, I was I was done and playing it. So oh, nice. that was good. Otherwise, God I wouldn't bless have been. communities. I know exactly. So that was that was a nice nice thing because, like I said, I would have just deleted it and reinstalled it. And you wouldn't have been able to play that night, right? Exactly. I I wouldn't have stayed up until five o'clock in the morning like I did that night playing it. Which I mean, you needed that. I know. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. And I struggled through the rest of the day. But, 
yeah, that's all I have to talk about. So, yeah, we're going to talk about XCOM right after our break, right? Mm-hmm. No music again. I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to spend time listening to music. So. Yeah. so hopefully next week we'll have some music, but we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 64 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. As I said before the break, our topic for the week is XCOM, the new release from uh, Firaxis, published by 2K Games. So let's get into the mechanics. Uh, Obviously, XCOM, for those of you that know, was a classic PC strategy series. Um, There was, what, five or six different XCOM games, um, all kind of in the same vein. I I actually only played... The first XCOM, and then I played one of the uh, Terror from the Deep, maybe just very briefly. Um, but there I think was, it was. Sorry, I think it was you that told me to. Did you play uh, UFO? Is it UFO Defense? XCOM, XCOM UFO Defense. Yeah, that's UFO the first Defense? one. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's the one I played then. Okay. Yeah, that that's. I remember playing that at Graham's when I was like a, in middle school. That's how long ago the first XCOM came out. Jeez. Back when it was on, I think it was on floppy disks. Was it? I think so. I don't even think it was on CD at that point. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's basically a reimagining of that classic game. Um, the primary mechanic of the game being squad, the squad-based combat, where you have a team of you know soldiers and you, it's uh, turn-based, so you kind of tell them what to do. Uh, yeah, I'll take... not... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep interrupting no, you. No, it's fine. It's hard when we're in uh, different yeah. cities. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, I was just going to say, uh, I've been trying to think of what game to compare it to, like modern game, and there really isn't many that come to mind. But today I finally realized Valkyria Chronicles. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a yeah. little bit little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, didn't play Valkyria Chronicles. I watched you play it a little bit, so. Sorry, I just got to text randomly. But yeah, uh, but yeah, the, the the primary mechanic for the game is the squad-based combat. You have a team of four to six soldiers, um, and you tell them what to do. Uh, really taking cover is a main thing of the game, and then uh, having a variety of, of squad, uh, a variety for your squad also helps. Um, yeah, I totally, I'm, I'm drawing blanks here. Um, I've, I haven't really slept, so. <laughs> you Well, you played till. What time? Oh yeah, the first yeah. night at the first night I got, it, I played until five o'clock in the morning and woke <laughs> up at seven thirty. Oh, and then even, even last night I went to bed at two and got up at seven. I think Dan from playing it. You deserve a round of applause. I think. Yeah, I haven't beaten it yet. So we'll we'll save it. We'll save it. I'm gonna save mine then for when you beat it. <laughs> okay, sounds good. You'll get two for me then. So yeah, um, besides the 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 squad based combat, the other the other thing is uh, like a over. It's a they call it anthill view of your base, I guess, and that's that's the screen that you're on. You I love work, that. Where, yeah, it's pretty cool. Where you make all your decisions, so uh, you can choose to build build new facilities. That's where you do your research um, and your engineering projects. That's where you build, you know, your your uh, new armor and weapons, and you manage your your team and uh, your your uh, squad research projects. Yeah, yeah, research projects, and then your your interceptors, which are what you use to shoot down. And the the situation room. Yep, situation room, which is um, the I don't know. That's kind of like the 
the head of the where the head of the project is you know because the way the yeah the way the game works is that uh you're kind of appointed to be a commander of the XCOM UFO defense uh I don't know paramilitary organization I guess you could say and uh you are put at the head of it by what eight ten different countries 16 different countries i don't probably probably 16 yeah it's more um, than 10 yeah it's the, they're the you know more powerful whatever nations in the world and uh you know they they put their support and and finances into your your team and you kind of you have to keep them uh happy you got to protect them from the aliens alien abductions alien invasions and then <clears throat> when the the random uh, abductions come up on the screen there's there'll be like three different choices of countries yeah. you can go to mm-hmm. you get different rewards based on which one you go to and they're they're all different difficulties but whichever one you pick if you win their level of what is it called panic panic, panic goes yeah. down if you don't if whichever two you don't pick their level of panic will go up yeah and i had uh japan almost the whole way up i don't remember what i did but i guess i didn't pick them a couple times and yeah um, thank God I got a satellite up over there in Japan. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but I love that. I think it's really cool. It's basically like a level of terrorism. You know how yeah. when we had all that going on, like the the level of terrorism would come up on the screen to be orange, where the fuck that meant. Yeah, and it's basically showing you that for each country. And yeah. So yeah, you, there's different ways you can you can try to manage it. Um, like Eric said, by by. When you get your choice of abduction sites that you have to take care of, you know, you, I usually try and pick the one that has the highest panic level just to keep them all kind of kind of low. But you can also launch satellites over, um, over them, and that helps reduce the panic level because then um, they you can tell whenever aliens are in that area and tr- and try and shoot them down. So that helps too. Um, yeah, but your, your your whole goal of the game, I guess, is to you know stay alive in, in that you know. I guess I think if you get eight that drop out of the if you if you don't you know keep manage the panic level low enough, um, they drop out of the of, out of the program and and don't come back. And I think if you get eight of those that drop out of the program, I think the that's game over. Failure. Yeah, failure. I didn't know that. Yeah. So none of you guys have lost yet. No, I haven't lost any countries yet. Japan was really close, so nice. Um, I haven't. I know both Will and Dan told me they they thought it was really difficult. I haven't lost any battles yet either, which I don't know. I'm playing on normal difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that it hasn't been difficult because like I'm still really into it, and I don't feel like I'm just like breezing through it. Yeah, I haven't felt an urge to turn a difficulty up or anything like that. Right, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting lucky. The last maybe one, maybe you're just a brilliant tactician. Maybe I am. <laughs> Maybe you found your your calling. My calling. <laughs> the government's going to get a hold of me, I think. Uh, it's a training tool. It's not a video game. I just shot down a really big UFO. Okay. In the middle of the U.S. Is that... The, the one thing about the game is I don't know necessarily... I can't differentiate the main story from the other stuff I'm doing. Right. But I don't care. At all, I I think it's probably geared that way. Yeah, and you probably wouldn't be able to tell until you play another game. Yeah, then you can tell what the they're right. called tentpole missions. Okay, and they're ones that you have to do. Right, no matter what. I mean, oh, I okay. guess I guess you could not do them. 
just by not researching certain things or yeah. not following up on certain things. Right. You could not not do those, but I mean that's yeah. You, what's the point? Right, that? exactly. You know. No, but it was really awesome, and uh, that's the one I struggled with the most so far. I had a team of six, and I came out with two guys left. Mm-hmm. And it, one of the kills the guy got on me, I didn't realize there wasn't a wall. I thought there was a wall behind me, and there wasn't, and he just shot me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was because there was two levels, and I was having a hard time dealing with that because mm-hmm. they were above me mm-hmm. most of the time, mm-hmm. and I kind of went in too far too fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh really hate losing some of your guys oh yeah they really they really do a nice job of making you start to like and want to protect your squad take it personal yeah because they they give them names yeah um and obviously you you advance them in rank with with how well you do in battle um but they also have like a nickname that they give them too they don't get that until lieutenant level though right 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 which i just realized today because i was going to change some nicknames and some of them didn't have and I was like, well, that's weird. And yeah. then as soon as they hit lieutenant, they had him. I thought that yeah. was so cool. It's yeah. like after they've been with the crew for a while, like you get a nickname. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's like it's, it's it, really cool. It, yeah, it's one of the more genius genius yeah. things that they, they yeah. did. Just a little little touch to make you, you know, grow more attached to yep. your squad mates. I, I lost my the guy I started with today. Okay. That sucked. Yeah, uh, I should say that in in XCOM, I'm on my fourth uh, playthrough. Now I haven't beaten them the first three games. Um, I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. But my first playthrough, I was actually doing relatively well. Um, I had one sniper that was just Dude, dead dead to rights. Snipers kick ass. Yes, they I do. have two. Su- I have two captain snipers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and this one particular sniper made it to the highest rank. And uh, it was she had twice, I think, been the only survivor in her in the out of all the you know my six soldiers. Oh wow! Everyone else had gotten wiped out. And what she, nationality? I think she was from the Ukraine. Okay, mine's from China. It's a female sniper. Yeah, I, the female snipers because I have two in my game that I'm playing now, and like stuff can't like I have one that has a it's a double tap ability. Uh-huh. So if you you get two shots like oh, in a round. I think if wow. the first one hits, you get another shot. <clears throat> well, the, the battle that I had out. where I lost all my guys, the only two that survived were the snipers. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. The other sniper I got, he came in as a lieutenant, I think. I got him for a reward for doing something. Okay. I can't remember what nationality. Yeah. Well, I want to say French, but I hope not. Yeah. I, I, like <laughs> Like I said, that that that's another thing that adds another yeah. like layer to the game I is the na- nationalities of the soldiers that you have. Like I needed a rookie because some of my guys. Well, we should say when you're in battle, if your guys get hurt, e- even if you use medipacks on them during the battle, they still have to heal. Yeah, they get wounded. Right, depending on how much damage they've taken, it it takes a certain number of days to go by f- before they can go back into battle. Mm-hmm. So I needed, um, and you have like a a stock of backup soldiers who are rookies that are just basic and mm-hmm. they don't get a class. A class is given to them after they hit their first level. Right. Um, so they just come in as rookies and um, I was looking through and I saw that one was from the USA. So I put him right in. Yeah. I put the U S guy yeah. right in. When yeah. I played. And I look for like obscure nationalities. Yeah. And I yeah. throw those guys in there. I put, I put some of the South, South African yeah. ones in there cause I like their flag. I think yeah, it looks cool. Exactly. His name was like Azabuike or something yeah. like that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> throw them in there. Yeah, uh, another one of the things that in the game that's difficult to manage is, is your money because you oh. you do not have enough money to nope. do all the things that you want. 
uh, no matter how hard you try. So you got to weigh the pros and cons of every decision that you make with your money. You know, uh, this most recent game that I, I'm playing right now, I, I'm spending my money, like, making sure I have the best equipment for all my soldiers. So when I go into battle, I'm pretty much going to win it. That said, my, like, a lot of my other things are falling behind the wayside. You know, I don't have as many satellites as I, I could have to protect the, you know, the other countries in the council from, from alien invasions. So I've lost a few nations, but mm. um, the ones that I do have, I, I can protect pretty well because I have a really good squad of soldiers. So that's what I'm running into uh, is the money issue. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, because it, if you had enough money to get everything, it'd be stupid. I agree. I, I don't think it would be as fun of a game no. if you could, if you were gonna win like yep. every time, you know, and not mm-hmm. have some sort of loss. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, that's what makes it fun uh, you know fun and addicting game and eric actually at texted me he's like one word to describe xcom is i think it was, was it earlier today it or was yesterday, today, yeah, today i was like addicting because it's it's in the vein of like a civilization where you're just like okay one more turn yeah or, okay i'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. i'll finish this battle and then i'll be done and you're like oh i'll wait till i get this research project done and then i'll i'll, I'll quit and yep four hours later you're like oh jesus well i got all that done yeah well, maybe i'll wait until this one's done yeah so um really really like that about it um what was i gonna say i took a couple of notes here i think that the depth of the game is perfect mm-hmm. i don't think there's too much so you no. don't get overwhelmed and there's no. enough to keep you involved in it so mm-hmm. i thought that was really good yeah because somebody like me i could get overwhelmed if there's too much right and i just i'm not at all mm-hmm it's interesting you say that because I saw on IGN that that was I think they gave it a seven point nine, um, but the ridiculous. score doesn't matter. The, the the criticism was that there's not enough tactical depth. I don't know. I think it's good. I think it's just right. Yeah. So do I. I, I fuck IGN. When are they ever right about anything? <laughs> That's true. They give every other game a nine point five, and they hey, give didn't... this game, which is awesome, a seven point nine. Didn't Resident Evil sc- score the same? Yeah, I think it did. <laughs> I don't uh, remember. On, on IGN? That's great. Which what's, is ridiculous. What's of the XCOM Metacritic? I don't know. I think oh, it's, it's pretty re- universally well you know well received. 89? 89. Wow. Yeah. Resident Evil got 0.7. And deservedly so. Uh, it's, oh, the it's, user it's a great score. Game. For XCOM? Yeah. The user score is 8.8. Or 8.6, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. So yeah, and 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 well deserved. Definitely, it's a, it's a great game so far. Yeah. Oh, we should say, me and Will have it for PC, and Eric has it on Xbox. I do, and I was worried about getting it on a console because I'd never played a game like that on a console before, right. and I haven't had any, the only issue I've had that would probably be better on computer is um pointing out where you want your guy to go. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's been a little touchy, but nothing where I was like, God damn it, this is bullshit. Nothing right. like that. It was fine. Right. Other than that, I've had no problems at all okay. with the the controls. Or it's not confusing. It's very yeah. simple. Yeah, just well, right. if anybody can do it, it's it's for Axis. I think they proved it with Civrev. Civrev. Yeah, that was the, that was the one on the console. The console, yeah. or was it called? No, it was Rev. Yeah, yeah. Civilization Re- Revolution. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really nailed the the, the PC to console port with that. Yeah. No, Even though great. they had to remove some features, but I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, straight up port, right? What's that? XCOM is pretty much a straight up 
one-to-one PC and console, right? Same game. Yeah, the, there's very minor differences. I think the in the PC version, it's a little more grid-based than on the consoles. Oh, okay. I think. Um, but I, I, you know, I have maybe I'll if if there's a demo, I'll I'll get the demo and see how it differs. There is. Okay, I yeah. believe. Yeah, maybe I'll play the demo and see if it di- how how much it differs on console as opposed to PC. But oh yeah, I should I want to talk a little bit about my games. I think my first game, um, the one the one where I had the awesome female sniper. I actually ended up quitting that one because she she got killed. Um, I was in a battle and all the enemy forces just concentrated on her on one round and wiped her out. Uh, what the, are you playing on normal difficulty? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I, I was just so pissed off that I, I quit that game. Uh, my second game, I had a total party wipeout. Ooh. Eh. TP dubs. Yeah. Uh, kind of late in the game and I didn't have any like good enough soldiers in my backup to be able to compete. So I, you know, I, I tried to, I was really angry and I was going to start over again, but I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll just give it a go. Cause I, I had the, at the end of the month, you get a rating on your on how well you've you've done that month, um, and you get you know more money if you do well, you know based on on the what the councils how they the different co- countries in the council rate you uh, rate your performance and you know right after that battle I got uh, like an A or A plus rating so I was like you know what? I'll keep going uh, I went into the next battle uh, with all rookie soldiers Oof. and just got wiped wiped yeah. out and i was like i can't I, I can't do anything here. can't recover from that no so i i started over after that uh the second why did i quit the set was that the first one or the second one no that was the second one yeah i had a, a good group of soldiers that got wiped out all wiped out in the same same battle the third game uh bugged out on me actually really yeah i was i don't know maybe a month in and once again, this is another place where the Steam community comes in handy. Um, I had a, uh, you know, five, five or six or four like really good soldiers, and it, whenever I went in to try to go into a battle, it said that they were uh, on a mission already, which they weren't. You know, they, I was trying to go into the mission, I couldn't use them. And it turns out that that's a that's a bug in the game, where you can't and you can't do anything with those soldiers. They're as good as gone to you. Um, and they were, my, you know, some of my best soldiers again. So Damn. there's that one. There's also one where it, it said that they're wounded, um, but it doesn't tell you how long, and uh, they don't ever come back. So there's another. That's another bug that apparently is in the game. I didn't come across that one yet. Mm-hmm. So that was why I quit my third game was because of that, and I didn't didn't have a good enough squad to continue. So I'm on my fourth game now, and I I'm pr- doing relatively relatively well so that's good but uh yeah i i will sing the game's praises it's a pretty pretty fantastic game um did you play it well yeah i was just gonna say i'm on my second playthrough i had my first playthrough but i had to quit it because i was doing an, uh, an evacuation mission trying to get somebody out of a place and for some reason, my heavy weapons expert panicked, which means they, you know, you don't control them on their turn. Yeah. And I had my three soldiers surrounding the person I was evacuating, and didn't he just fire his rocket launcher in the middle of all four of them and killed all of them? <laughs> so I was like, forget it. So I just started a new game. Yeah. Yeah. So, because well, same same situation as you, yeah. they were all my good soldiers, and then they yeah. were dead. 
That sucks. And the so, game, I had to start over. The game, I don't, do, I don't know if we talked about this, but the game never plays through the same way, uh, twice. Like you know, you you play the game once and the temple, you know, there's temple missions, but like how you get there is it, it'll be completely different every time, mm-hmm. and you kind of get a feel for that. Like I said, I'm on my fourth fourth playthrough, and it's been totally different every time. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. A little bit of the recycling of maps, but not too bad. And, you know, there's different enemies and different locations of where they are every time. So yeah, um, that's not, you know, not an issue. And it doesn't matter because you just want to go in there with your squad and wipe them out. Yeah. 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 So I'm still on my first one. I haven't started another one yet, but I did lose some guys in this, this last battle. You get pissed off, don't you? Yeah. But I think I was in with two rookies. So two of the guys that died were rookies. Oh, that's oh. not as big of a deal. Right. So I lost two good guys, two shitty guys. And I had two guys that are on the shelf, so I'll still have four, four decent guys. So we'll see. Yeah, this this game I'm playing through right now. I'm trying to like, in, if I'm going into a, a moderate or easy difficulty mission, I'll take like three good guys and bring three Rookies. lower level guys, and try and I'm trying to bring up like ten to twelve guys mm. to be That's a good like idea. good. Um, so I always have enough soldiers because you know if you you get. I'm to the point now where I don't my soldiers don't die as much, but they get wounded and are out for you know six days. or eight days. So that's a good, that's a good I idea. I want to make sure I have a decent decent sized squad to be able to con- or if I do have some deaths, I can I can continue on. Oh, and when I was playing last night too, uh, I it fr- it froze on me. Um, I thought mine was gonna freeze on me a couple times, but it didn't. Yeah, it'll it'll be slow during alien activity. Yeah. It'll take kind of a long time. Yep. Yeah, I had a, a full-on freeze. I had shot a rocket and killed, like, I don't know, four guys that were all standing together. And it kept, the camera kind of zoomed out and froze. And I was like, oh. because I thought I had lost. Because I, I, I'm used to an autosave. I didn't figure out there was an autosave until today. So I thought I had lost, like, three hours worth of progress because I didn't Ugh. save enough. But I, I had saved during one of the battles because, um, I don't know, I had to go to the bathroom or something. So I only ended up losing, like, 45 minutes worth of progress. That's not too bad. Yeah. Doable. So, yeah. Um, so I, I have run into a few bugs. Um, so a couple of them game-breaking. Uh, one of them was game-breaking for me. I mean, I guess I could have continued, but I didn't want to. So I I save frequently now, so I can always fall back on a older save to if if something like that happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I do have one not complaint, but well, yeah, it's a little bit of a complaint. Uh, some of the line of sight stuff is a little bit strange. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like shooting through the ground and and stuff like that. It, it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Um, I mean, I see, I don't know if that's a line of sight issue or, or what, but you know, sometimes you shoot through some things you can shoot through, but you know, when you're up, you know, on a concrete or hiding behind a concrete wall and someone shoots from the ground, like right below you up through the concrete Mm -hmm. thing and hits your shoulder, you're just like, really? Actually, that did happen to me once. Yeah. That's Uh, happened to me a few times. That's, that's annoying. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that would probably be my my main complaint too. Is some of the line of sight is stupid. Yeah, and then you you won't be able to see a sold like a enemy soldier, even though they're kind of near you. Yeah, like they're just not in your. I don't know if it's in your, you know, ahead of you vision, but you can't control like where your guy looks really. So I don't know that some of that stuff's kind of annoying, but not 
not too bad. No. Uh, and I'm getting to the point now where the alien weapons just shoot through stuff, so Ooh. it doesn't really matter. You know, their weapons are super powerful. So, yeah. Hmm. Corey, any input? Um, well, unfortunately, I did not buy it. I was set on buying it, along with Dishonored, because they were both reviewing so well. So uh, I was going to get them, and then I talked myself out of it, because I'm trying to buy myself a gaming PC, and I was just like, I'll just hold off and hopefully get that gaming PC sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, but I did watch a couple hours worth of somebody playing it on Twitch TV, and um, I was watching without any sound. But one of the main things I really noticed is the camera work. Yeah. And I think it was, I mean, I wasn't playing the game, so I don't know if it was as well, as good as I think it was, but I just love the way it, like, swoops in behind your guy. Yeah. And even on the ant farm, the way it, like, zooms in and zooms out. It's all really cool. Yeah, it is. And it just goes to show, like, even something as simple as the camera can really affect the look of the game. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was for the better for it. Yeah. Did no. you guys notice that at all? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll it'll zoom in and give you like an over shoulder as you're running from cover to cover, or if you're like, especially I notice with my snipers, if they're gonna hit the target, the camera will look a certain way. So you're like, yeah, I got them. You know, it's it's pretty exciting because you know as soon as the camera snaps to this certain perspective that you're gonna you're gonna blow the enemy's head off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. It's very very satisfying. Um. But yeah, uh, there is. I do have one camera issue. Uh, sometimes when you're like in a building, so it'll like when you're inside the building and you want the like the ground floor perspective, it'll automatically like zoom up so it's looking on top of the building. It's kind of annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. I just have you know I, I scroll with my mouse wheel to lower the camera angle, but it, you know it kind of throws me off sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when I have been playing for four or five hours, six hours straight, and can barely see. <laughs> I, I did give myself a, a headache the other night playing it. but Oh, video game headache. Yep. And there's no way to get rid of it except go to sleep. Yeah, that's really, you're absolutely right. That is the only way to get rid of it. So, uh, I think that's all I have for XCOM. What about, so, I mean... Like I said, I only watched somebody play it, and even that, you know, I was on and off. Describe to me, like, a typical turn. All right, well, what, you know, what you do is, you know, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll start, you know, when you, when you first get dropped off, all your soldiers are right, right there. You know, you don't know where the enemy is, so you got to find them. So this is, you're talking about within combat. Yeah, this is in the, the, the main, like, squad combat mechanic. Okay, which is the, the, the bulk of the game. Yeah, yeah, I would say you spend most of your time actually in battle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you get dropped off. You have to locate the enemy, usually. Like, I don't I don't think I've ever been dropped off where they were right there. I, I think, I think I've gotten either. at least one turn where, before my squad noticed the enemy. Yep. So is uh, there, like, a fog of war or something like that? Yeah, a little bit. Even during the day, like... And, you know, it's all line of sight stuff, too. If there's, you know, if they're in a building, you can't see them. Obviously, okay. or you know, if you're in an outdoor zone and they're over rocks and or a, like a little hill, you can't see them. Obviously, then until you get high enough to notice them, or or are able to look in the in the the windows of a building or open the building door even to go in. So yeah, what what you do is you know you you want to move your soldiers around. Um, 
and you want to stay in cover because you're a sitting duck if you're not in cover. Yeah. Pretty much. And there's full cover and there's half cover. Uh, half cover obviously doesn't give you the defensive bonuses that full cover does. Um, and most things are destructive too, which is also kind of cool. So if you're hiding behind a tree trunk and it gets shot, it'll splinter and explode. Vehicles um, will explode. Vehicle, yeah. Vehicles explode. So you got to be careful when taking cover behind vehicles. Um, if you notice they're start to catch on fire, you got to move away real quick or they'll explode and do some damage. Uh, wall, of, walls that, and stuff. Sorry, I don't mean to jump in. No, it's fine. Quick, but, um, most of what I've seen, every combat scenario has occurred in a city street with a bunch of cars. Are they all like that, or do you get, like, out elsewhere? No, there's ones, uh, especially ones if you shoot down a building or shoot down a a UFO. Usually crash lands in a field somewhere, so you're out. A fiery field. Yeah. So there's a good amount of variation between combat environments. Yep. Uh, I I was in one that looked like a park with a fountain in the middle. Um, so it was all around that. I mean, there's a few cars littered here and there, but oh, okay, yeah, it's pretty pretty different. There's somewhere you're on a bridge. Yep. Um, yeah. The last one I did was a huge UFO, and it took place completely inside the UFO. Yeah, oh, those are cool. cool. Those are hard. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I lost all the guys. Yeah, on. those are such a bastard. Because yeah. a lot of times they'll come from behind you, and you're like, where where'd they come from? Uh, that was because they were outside and they snuck in behind me. See, I didn't have that. It was um. <clears throat> That was the one where they were on the different levels, mm-hmm. and I just was having a bastard of a time dealing with them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it gets difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you you move your guys. You tr- you try to find uh, where where the enemy's located. Uh, taking cover is important. Also, using the skill Overwatch is important. Yep. Because what that means is if an enemy comes into you, like you'll go and get behind cover. Um, there's two types of moves too. There's regular moving, and then there's uh, what's it, is it dash? dashing dashing yeah. so you'll you'll run you'll run to you know you can go farther but you you'll, you'll run twice as long but you can't do a second move a second move after that so if you do your normal move you can still attack or throw a grenade or whatever or set yourself up for overwatch like i said which is just makes it so um you don't fire then but when an enemy moves into your line of sight you automatically fire which that's very helpful, especially when you first start are starting off and don't know where the enemy is, because as soon as they come into your line of sight, then you'll then you'll fire. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's really important to use that. Wow. Yep. <laughs> That'll be helpful. Yeah. It's a good so. tip. Any other? You guys got any other tips for people that may be listening? Um. Uh, let me think. Having two support classes so you can heal your you know what i just started healing i never used it until this last mission yeah and that was when i did the worst time oddly (laughs) enough um imagine if you didn't have a healer i only healed once okay um snipers are very important i feel like because those are my two best guys Mm -hmm. easily Mm -hmm. Um, they'll rack up probably twice as many kills as the other classes the just like finishing people off yeah yeah. Well, they do the headshot, yeah. which is critical. Uh, critical hit. Um, I like what is it? The support class is one where you can unlock the skill where you get extra three extra spaces to move. Yes, they That's have the important. sprint. Yeah, sprint. Uh, I really like that because I mean, the further you can move, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, we should go through the classes. I actually have them up here. Oh, perfect. Um, just go back, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about them. About each one, yeah. All right, we'll start with assault. Mm-hmm. Um, assault is the one that can have a shotgun, correct? Yes. 
you start with an assault rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one you can get is a shotgun, which I actually really like the shotgun. I just started really utilizing my yeah. assault classes. Um, my favorite ability of theirs is called, I think it was them. Is that the one? That has, yeah, run and gun. Run it's and actually gun. the first one you get. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, instead of just moving and even dashing, which if you normally, if you can move twice as long as you move within a certain range. But if mm-hmm. you dash, which is further, you can't do anything afterwards. Well, run and gun will allow you to actually dash up to an enemy and with a shotgun and shoot, and shoot him after dashing. So you yeah. get that extra turn. Which is really good, especially if you have a shotgun, because it's probably yeah. going to kill him. Yeah. There's only been one one enemy that I've run into that didn't kill him the first try. Um, so that's really good. Um, other than that, for assault, I mean, assault is assault. You get a lot of either you can choose defense bonuses or attack bonuses, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't gotten my assault guys leveled up too much. They always uh, die on me. Oh. Uh. They're a little harder because of the shotgun's not as accurate at a distance. You have to get get up close. close. I actually have one. Well, I have two that are max level, max rank now. Uh, But one is named, her nickname's Loco. (laughs) And uh, that's all she does is run up to the guys and and shoot them at really close range. Um, I don't know. I I don't know if that's why she got the nickname Loco. I was wondering that. I don't know if they kind of tailor them towards the, the play style of the character. Um, but that one is definitely fitting because that's what she does. She just runs up real close, you know, on single enemies or, or if, you know, if someone's in danger of having an enemy shoot them, I'll run up and with her and, and shoot them at a really close range, kill them. She kills most things in one, one shot. Right. Um, and also for all the, uh, for all the, the classes, Stuff that you build in engineering, like armor upgrades mm-hmm. and uh, medical kits. Um, Very important. I have the arc gun right now. Mm-hmm. I just unlocked the scope. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is great for the snipers. Right. Very good for the snipers. So I just got, you know, and you can put any of those things on any of them. They're not class specific. Right. There's there I don't. There's a few things that are class specific, but not a lot. Right? Mostly just the guns. The guns, yeah. Which I haven't really gotten too far into. I'm assuming you can get alien weapons at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't I have, got to that yet. I have laser weapons and a couple plasma weapons okay. on my most recent playthrough. So that's good. I find the, the grenades to be very useful. That would be another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, frag grenades. I would keep as... Personally, for me, what I've been doing is keeping as many people with grenades as I possibly can, mm-hmm. which has been easy because I haven't been healing anybody. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so we can move on to support. Uh, my, like I said, my favorite thing about support is they can move a little bit further once you get that skill unlocked. Uh, have you used the smoke grenades at all? Yes. I actually have used them too, and it screwed me over in the last battle. Because, like I said, I ran in too quick, and um, two guys that I had right up against the, the wall, um, two enemies came down, killed both of them, and I, ha- I, I had a feeling it was going to happen, so I threw a smoke grenade in there. And unfortunately, they weren't ranged. The people that attacked them, so they got right up behind them and just killed them. Oh, the chrys- chrysalids? Are those the spiders? Type yeah. Of that? Yeah. So then, of course, they're sitting there in a smoke, so I can't shoot them. I right. was, everything was like, you know, a big penalty to hit. Yeah. Um, they they work well in certain situations, yeah. the smoke grenades. Uh, what If you use them on a certain type of enemy, if uh, you know, because you use them to shield your guys, it, it gives you a bonus to defense. Plus 20 bonus. Plus 20 bonus for defense. Um, what I f- 
end up what would end up happening is because usually it was it'd be if I had a cluster of guys that were close together that I wanted to shield from fire, um, but the enemy would just throw a grenade instead of shooting. Only had it happen once. Yeah, that, that's a screwed me over. That's a killer. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I lost my the guy that I started with, Colonel Jones. Darn it, Captain Jones. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I think my, my favorite is definitely the sniper, but I think support is my second. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was looking at some of the other abilities. Covering fire mm-hmm. allows a reaction shot to trigger on enemy attacks, not just movement. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a good thing too. Um, let's see. You can use, uh, they use medical kits. You can use them up to three times for battle instead of just once. Mm-hmm. Um, that's as far as I've gotten with a support guy, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. What else do we have? Heavy? Heavy, yeah. That's what I started with. Do you always start with the same thing? I don't know, actually. Probably not. I started with the heavy. Uh, They use rockets. Yeah. Which I've actually only used once, but it was pretty sweet. Yeah. I like the rockets. Yeah. They they use rockets and then, like, uh... Light, uh, submachine gun. No, mm-hmm. light, light machine light gun. Light machine gun. Yeah. And they're good against robotic enemies, mm-hmm. which is good to have. Um, you know, each class is, is good at, at different things, yeah. as it should be. Yeah, and if you kind of know what type of battle you're going into, it's useful to bring the right type of classes to fight that battle. Because if you're if you're inside, the assault classes are really good because of the shotgun, uh-huh. close quarters fighting. Um, whereas your sniper is not going to be quite as useful unless you get some more open areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's all it's all about knowing what you need for for what type of situation. No, I think basically. Dan Dan's right though about getting as many people leveled up as you can. Yeah, that's something that I didn't do that I will in the future. Yeah, that way if you have some people that are on the shelf for a while mm-hmm. wounded, you can fill in and screwed me over last battle right exactly or if you uh, have a total party wipeout you at least have a few soldiers uh you know that have a decent rank yeah decent rank to you know level level up your level up your rookies yeah so and then there's a sniper which we talked about a lot Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah, the snipers get some pretty sweet abilities like later on. I don't know if we said you don't get to pick what what they become. Right. That's randomly selected for you. Yeah. Which I doesn't bother me at all. No. I think it's kind of cool. Actually. Yeah, because you got enough guys that it, you'll have some of what you need, and yeah. if you don't, you just uh, hiring a new soldier is like ten ten dollars. Ten I credits. Think. Yeah. Yeah, ten credits. So you know, you just get another one if you don't have what you need. Mm-hmm. But like I said, with this most recent, I'm making sure I have enough soldiers, even just low-level squaddies and and rookies, just to make sure I have enough soldiers. So, yeah, all right. I think that's all I've got, but I highly recommend it. Yeah, I really, Same really here. like it. It's not really your type of game. It's either. not, but I really, really like it, and yeah. I'm having a blast playing yeah. it. Really it get into the missions and not wanting my guys to die. Yeah. Which is nice, and Absolutely. I really like how it's just the basic hit points. You're like they're they're right there. You got yep. eight hit points, man. Yep. Don't lose them, mm-hmm. or you're screwed. You're dead. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cut and dry. It yeah. is. And I like that about it. Yeah. Okay. What do you got, Corey? Anything else? Nothing, bros. All right. I think you guys did a pretty good job. Are you gonna play it? Summing it up. When you get a PC. 
Yeah, definitely. I can't wait to play it. I think uh, I think it looks freaking awesome. Yeah, it's it's a it's a life sucker that game. It's yeah. just eating up so many of my. Plus, hours. I love the environment of aliens and. Yeah. I like. I thought it was so cool that I captured an alien and yeah. interrogated him. Yeah. <laughs> that was sweet. I just I captured a thin if, man. If you're alien. somewhat interested in it, I would recommend buying it. Um. I can't remember where I read it, but apparently, like a lot is riding on the success of this game, just because you for know, the future of the series. A, what's that? Like the future of the series? You mean? Well, that and just like gaming in general. I mean, y- even if you just think about it, like um, that game had a triple A budget, but it's probably not going to sell like a triple A game. Yeah, and it's a lot different from the triple A games that are coming out today. Yeah, that's um, true. Especially, it's particularly on consoles. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's really successful, people are going to be more likely to take more chances on different kind of games. Um, if it's not, then people are going to keep making, you know, Call of Duty. Call of Duties mm. and Uncharted's and Gears of Wars and Halos. I've been telling um, a lot of people about it, and I'm, I'm hoping at least a couple of them will get it. But um, what was I going to say? It's it's kind of like if you were going to watch Gears of War from above. Yeah, it's a more strategic Gears yeah. of War. Right. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. That's a good point. It's, uh, yeah, if you're even moderately interested in it, I mean, try the demo. Try yeah. the demo and see how you like it. I was hooked from the demo. Yeah. I was like, this game is fabulous. Yeah, I love but it. But it's even better with the full game because you get, you know, that's when you know you're you've, you're looking out for your soldiers. And you can rename them. Yeah. Also, yeah. we should say, you can name them whatever you want and change their nicknames when they get nicknames and mm-hmm. Stuff like that, so you can customize it to your. If you, if you know you're just going to have somebody killed, you can name them somebody you don't like, and yeah, you can name them Tom Brady or <laughs> Joe, Coma. Joe Flacco, Eric Coma, <laughs> any of the above, really. Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so it comes highly recommended by the Thumbstick. It does very highly. What did so. IGN give it? Seven, I seven point nine. God, I'm trying to get around on their websites, I'm paying right in my balls anyway. <laughs> I'm about a 7.9 sure they gave it a 7.9. <laughs> it's a good score. I, I remember looking at it and being like, really? Oh, here it is. Yeah, I remember. Oh, no, they gave it an 8.2. Mm. Oh. It's deserving of better than that. I agree. Well, I saw nines and four out of fives, like, everywhere in yeah. the side, June. I'd give it a nine. Nine's fair. Yeah. That's what I would give it. It's got a couple of bugs, a uh, few things they need to work out. So, you know, I wouldn't give it above nine, probably. But it's it's also one of those games that, you know, doesn't come around very often that really makes you lose sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even Guild Wars didn't make me lose this much sleep. Um, I haven't slept in days because I just want to play XCOM. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, say, doesn't happen very often. I'd say for me right now, it's probably uh, right there with FIFA for my game of the year. Ooh, Ooh that's saying a lot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fold me away We'll from be talking FIFA. more about FIFA. We will? I think so. I think there's some comments and feedback. Oh, I saw that. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. So. Cool. Um. Uh, I don't remember, but I pre-ordered Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. and I just watched a uh, new trailer that came out. And it looks fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk more about that too. Okay. Um, I did want to say the seven point nine I was thinking of, which is only point three points away from XCOM, was for Resident Evil Six. Yeah. So, nah, okay. On IGN. Uh, oh. the IGN community gave it an eight point eight. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What do they know? Nothing. They're on, they're on IGN being a community. <laughs> they don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that'll do it for our, our discussion on XCOM. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with feedback and roundtable discussion right after that. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 64 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in our feedback segment. So here it goes. First message is from Michael, who says, I agree that FIFA 13 is good, but I don't think it's the greatest thing ever. The gameplay is improved, but I noticed the matchmaking for Ultimate Team is still awful. I went to play my first game with a mostly bronze team and was matched with a player that had a complete Manchester United squad. It's little things like that I find very annoying. Single-player modes still have the same issues with the difficulty settings being massively different instead of one step in either direction, so I tend to play with the sliders a little bit. All in all, it's a good game, but I'm glad to have PES Pro Evolution Soccer to play when FIFA starts pissing me off too much. Now, Eric, I know you said that you didn't like the matchmaking on Ultimate Team either. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, You know... What pisses me off most about what he said there is not not necessarily the matchmaking problem. The douchebag that takes the time to put Manchester United together on Ultimate Team when you can just go use them in any other game mode. Yeah. Why? Yeah. You're just wasting your time on Ultimate Team using a team you can already go use. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, and I've played a guy that did that with Arsenal and somebody else. It's just like, what? How Why? much time? What are you, you trying to... to prove by putting a team together that's already put together on the game? How much time would you have to spend collecting all those cards? Enough where it's not worth it. Yeah. Or enough money. Yeah. Enough, yeah. They probably use regular money because they're douchebags. But let me ask you this: yeah. Does I know in NHL, um, depending on the matchup, you're rewarded or deducted points. Does FIFA do that? No. So, like, if you're playing somebody who's really good, you know, you get a you get a bonus. I don't I don't think so. I shouldn't say no because I'm not as 100 percent sure, but I don't think so. Okay, that's silly then. Yeah. No, I agree with him on that. As far as the single player modes and difficulty, I don't play the single player, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I know when I played single player last year, I hated it because mm-hmm. the computer never passed the ball and it was really hard to get away from. Them. But I don't I don't play FIFA for single player. So right, right. I can only judge it based on what I play it for. Mm-hmm. But I would like to get P- PS when the price goes down to like 40 Yeah. I'll probably get it for yeah. PS3. There you go. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Miguel, since I think Corey is a fan of Final Fantasy 1, I, I would like to know his top three episodes. I've played and beat from 6 to 10. Uh, with 10, I lost my faith in the saga. Now I'm trying tactics, and I'm really enjoying it. It's very different from the rest, and I think it holds up pretty well. Uh, we're all fans of Final Fantasy except Eric. You like tactics, right? Tactics was cool. I yeah. wouldn't call myself a fan necessarily. I don't right. know enough about it to yeah. discuss it. Well, yeah, me, Corey, and, and uh, Will are all fans of the older Final Fantasy games, right? Yeah, tactics is my number one game. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. Um, Tactics is great. Final Fantasy VI is great. Final Fantasy VII is great. Um, Eight was really bad. Nine was okay. Uh, what, four and five I don't really have that much experience with. I did play play the first one quite a bit, um, but that doesn't really hold up too well at all, I don't think. 
Um, there's been some remakes that I guess are pretty good, but what are you, Corey? What? Which Final Fantasies do you like? I fucking hate Final Fantasy. Well, now you do, but the no, old I'm ones. Just no, yeah, he's right. Uh, I do love it a lot. Um, I mean, the obvious answers for me are six, seven, and tactics. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if we want to go not obvious, six is my number one game of all time by far. Yeah. Uh, if we want to go not the obvious ones, I really liked. I mean, five was cool. Uh, the only ones I haven't played are final in the in the numbered series is Final Fantasy two and Final Fantasy twelve, right? Um, and Final Fantasy eleven, but that's an MMO and fourteen, right? right. So I, I don't really count those. But yeah, uh, five was really cool. Nine was really cool. Um, I don't know. I would say those are the the second second tier in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, but you guys s- played nine, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was cool. It was way better. Than- Way better than eight was, that's for yeah. sure. But that's, I guess, that's not saying too much. Yeah, Final Fantasy is is a bitchin' series. Yeah. Um, and I was reading a little bit about Final Fantasy thirteen three Lightning Returns, and it's supposed to be pretty special, I guess. Um, that's what they said about the other ones, right? Uh, different. Ex- I actually read a feature on Kotaku today, and they did a pretty good job of breaking it down about about how it actually will be different. Mm. Um, so you know, if that's it lives good. up to that then I think it'll be pretty cool, uh, hmm. hopefully. I mean, I liked Final Fantasy Thirteen too. Um, I didn't like Final Fantasy Thirteen. Both of them had problems, but, you know, I liked two. Maybe I'll really like three. Right. Thirteen three. So okay. we'll see. We'll see. Sounds good. So that was from uh, Miguel. So, yeah, well, I mean, we can all agree that Final Fantasy six, seven, and Tactics were the, the pinnacle of the series, so. All made within few years of each other yeah yeah just a good team i guess at the time agreed what do you do you have a big bowl of deviled eggs dan is that what that no is? that's my macaroni and cheese god dan. i wish <laughs> oh. love deviled eggs okay uh the next one is from idaho jake who says hey fellas i wish you were doing the episode on dishonored now because that game is awesome nba 2k demo was not that good because i was only one it was only one quarter, but I do want to try the game. Speaking of 2K, I've been playing uh, ESPN NFL 2K5, and in my opinion, is still better than any Madden. <laughs> I totally agree. That game was great. I remember playing that at Graham's house. Yeah. Even he liked it. He, was, not, he used he, the Titans. Yeah, he's not a sports Eddie, game fan. Eddie George and Steve McNair. That's right. That's right. Eric McNair. Yeah, Eric McNair. That's um, soul. It has better commentary, the presentation is great, and it's just a better experience. Chris Berman does a halftime report, and it shows the highlights of the first half, and he picks a halftime hero. At the end of the game, he has another show with highlights of the second half, and they pick a player of the game and interview him. If you play franchise, when you simulate the week after you played, you get to watch SportsCenter and learn about games and highlights. Then you have your crib, that when you do things in the game, you get credit points to buy stuff for your crib. All around, it's just better. Now onto the problems with game reviews. They only have one guy that reviews the game, but I say they should have at least three to four guys reviewing it, and maybe the score for the game would match closer with other game reviews. Just one more thing. Have you guys watched Goon? It might be the best hockey movie ever. Oh, that's got Sean William Scott in it, right? Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it. I haven't either. Maybe I'll get out of the red box and watch it. Is it I saw it. It's on Netflix, right? Is it awful, yeah. Corey? It's not awful. Um, to say it's the best hockey movie ever is quite the stretch, in my opinion. I think the best hockey movie ever is Miracle. 
I haven't I'll, seen it. Mystery, Mystery Alaska. Mystery Alaska is great. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'll fire him off right now. I'll go Miracle. Okay. Slapshot, Mystery Alaska, uh, all the Mighty Ducks movies. Oh yeah. And everything, everything else. Right. Forgot about Mighty Ducks. Did you ever see? Um, Youngblood. Shit. No, it's the one about Maurice Richard. Roger oh, Richard. Yeah. What the Rocket hell was that? Number nine or something like that. Yeah. Number nine. Yeah, that, I saw that. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was all right. It was uh, it was a French French Canadian, I guess, film. So yeah. it was all in French. <laughs> it, it was subtitles. It with, yeah. I watched it with the voiceover, which which bugged me. Yeah. I wish I had watched it with the subtitles. Subtitles is that. fine. Yeah, I hate the voiceover. Yeah, like when you first start watching a subtitle movie, you're like, oh shit, I got to read the whole. But then you don't even think about it. You just do it. You know. Yeah. I actually have that movie on DVD. Um, where were we going? Oh yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I loved NF- uh, ESPN NFL 2K5. Great game. It was only twenty bucks too, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Which is a great price point, and you know, it makes me kind of disappointed. It was more arcadey too than than the Maddens were even even back then, because um, you had like a you could charge like a hit by holding down a button, and if you charge it up the right amount, you would knock over the whatever guy you were trying to thing. And they did the same thing for Jukes, where you'd press a button and charge it a little bit. Um, I really like that. But, yeah, we our friend Graham never played sports games, but he loved uh, ESPN NFL 2K5. Yeah. So that was good stuff. Uh, game reviews. Uh, yeah, three having three to four guys review, people review a game, and maybe not even write a review, but or maybe write different paragraphs. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think having an average of three to four scores for a game review is not not a bad not a bad call, especially when. I've, you... Go ahead, Corey. I've seen them. I've seen uh, publications do that before, and mm-hmm. like with me, the whole thing is the score. We we talk about a lot, but the score doesn't even really matter. It's, yeah. it's more the substance of what they're saying. Yeah. And I mean, if you care about the score, like it's fine to check. I don't have a problem with Metacritic. You know, for consumers that yeah. try to get a good idea of the game, it it consolidates all the scores in, into one score. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like when you when you're reading reviews, don't don't even pay attention to the score. Just read what they have to say and decide how you feel about it. Yeah, that's you know? why I like and Kotaku's review. Yeah, yeah, really. Exactly. Should you play this? Yes or no? <laughs> I think Kotaku nails it. And even when I write my reviews, I always give some BS arbitrary score, like five balloons. Mm-hmm. You know, something stupid that doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. for that reason, because it's more about what what the person has to say about it than the score. Yeah. See, I and never. Just, I, I don't Sorry. read most game reviews because they're usually too long. Same here. And I can't commit. Well, I could commit that amount of time, but I don't <laughs> want to. Not going for right. So I Kotaku is one is one of the ones that I go to. I think I've said this before. And GameStop too has a um, like the good and the bad up in the, up at the top of their review, so I don't yeah. have to read the whole goddamn thing. Yeah. Just to see what they like, because um, GameStop it, well, it used to be anyway that that um, their their reviews would be pretty close to what I would think about a game. Um, I, they never steered me wrong ever. Um, I, ha- I haven't followed them as much lately. It's mostly because I, I mostly go to Kotaku um, for my information and Destructoid too. I, I go to a lot, and their reviews are usually pretty close to what I think too. Um, so, yeah, that 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 that'd be my advice for anyone that's looking for a game reviewer. You know, find someone that has similar tastes to yours and and just you know read their reviews. That's probably my best advice because that's what i did with gamestop for the longest time and they never steered me wrong so uh ign tends to highball things 
right? Well, just uh, I was going to say, just yesterday that report came out that a lot of publications were taking, you know, bribes to give a certain score. Yeah. And and it, what it said was a lot of these places you'll read their reviews and the score doesn't match up with what they actually said about the game at all. Right. And that's because you know, because of sites like Metacritic, they all they're taking is the score and combining it. So if EA wants to go to you know obscure video game website number two and say hey, we'll give you a little bit of extra money if you if you boost up the score a couple points so we have a better Metacritic score and the, the you know the publication will be like yeah why not you know the 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 context of the or the text of the review stays the same it's just the score that's getting bumped up right so yeah never never pay attention to just the score mm-hmm. and even even if it's is, is everybody's time is valuable even if all you're doing is reading the good the bad and the ugly that's yeah. fine you know just make sure you're you're actually understanding what the person has to say about the game rather than just the score yeah i tried to take that and when i wrote reviews too i did that with my guild wars review right you know a couple paragraphs and then i put stuff i liked and stuff i didn't like and then you know conclusion so i i give my games a score just because why not you know yeah. just so you could see where i'm coming from with that number you know where i would rank it so, yeah, that's it for views. All right, uh, Joe from Hartford says you probably uh, probably have already recorded a show on this, but I was at a bar in Philly this week, Barcade, which combines cl- combines a classic bar and like forty eighty to ninety arcade games. To say the least, it was awesome. I think it would be fun to hear some open dialogue about your favorite arcade games and why. I expect Cruising USA from Sharp's Family Bowl to get some love. <laughs> Cruising uh, USA was pretty sweet. Yeah, and Sharp's Family Bowl is the only, only small business in our in our town. Well, I guess I can't say that anymore. No. But it's just a very small bowling alley in our very small town yeah. that we grew up in. So yep. That was like... What two blocks from where we live? Yeah, it was, it was right around the corner. I think you could bring close. beer there. Probably they probably didn't have a liquor license. No way. They no, because Newark Va- our our town was a dry town. Yeah, I or think semi dry. Still bring booze though, right? Yeah, you can bring booze and you can buy it at the grocery store, but they didn't have any bars. You couldn't buy, you know, you couldn't buy it anywhere except in grocery stores and gas stations, which is bullshit. Yeah, it is. None, yes. none of their goddamn business. Where exactly. I what I do with my alcohol. Where but, I drink uh, it. Going back to Barcade, we have talked about Barcade on here before because it's actually, there's a, a Barcade in Brooklyn oh. that I've been to a few times. And it's the same type of deal, you know, lots of beers on tap and lots of arcade cabinets. Um, that remember. said, my favorite is definitely Smash TV of mm-hmm. all the arcade cabinets I've played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pac-Man is up there too, only because when I was little we used to go to a pizza place in Endicott, or Endwell, New York, called Elamonte's. Mm-hmm. Uh, great pizza, and they had a little Pac-Man table. You yes, play there. Pac-Man and Frogger. Yeah, and Cruising USA was was bitching. I like. I remember playing that the first time at Sharp's Family Bowl and being like, "This is this is the best video game of all time. This is so advanced, and the graphics are so good, and you can hit deer and trees, and yeah. it was awesome." Yeah, I'm gonna have to say my favorite arcade game is the Simpsons arcade game. Ooh, um, I really dug the co-op in that. Yeah. I never liked any of the fighting games because you'd always go start to play it and some asswipe who was really good at the game would Ram. come and beat your ass at it. And it's like, it's not fun, you know? For, it wasn't fun for me. Um, so I liked, the, I liked playing the Simpsons arcade game because it was co-op. Was and, 
Yeah, I like. I was a fan of The Simpsons back then too, so that was probably that's probably my favorite arcade game. I have two that I really liked. Okay. Um, Wave Race. Okay. That was a Nintendo 64 game, but I played it in a couple of arcades. Yeah. And that was always really fun. And the other one, I don't remember what it was called, but I was at Chuck E. Cheese when I was a kid. It was a Michael Jackson fighting game. Hmm. Shaq Fu? No, Michael Jackson. Oh. You remember, he's the dead guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God rest his soul. God rest him. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet. Like, like the moonwalk would be a special attack, and it would play his music and stuff, and I just loved that game. Yeah. God, I wish I knew what it was called. I'm going to see if I can find that. Will, you probably never played an arcade no. game, did you? No, the only one I did play was at uh, the restaurant Al Monte's who had Pac-Man yeah. and Frogger. Pac-Man Those are the only things I played yeah. for arcade. Did you download it? What about, uh, well, NBA Jam was an arcade game. That's pretty fun, right? That was arcade, right? Uh, I don't know. I swear that was arcade. Someone back me up on this. What is it? NBA, NBA Jam, Jam in the arcade? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was an arcade. Okay, uh, whew. Sorry, I was a... No, it's It might have been called Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Okay. And it was a fighting game. I believe it was, Dan. Nice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys. <laughs> so, yeah. That, those are our favorite arcade games. Thanks, Joe from Hartford. Yeah. Yeah, um, Mike, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. There's a n- picture of it. Nice. <laughs> Bringing back memories. Yeah. Who are some of the characters you could play as? I think you were just him and you'd walk around the streets beating people up. Oh, it was a beat em up. Oh, nice. Obviously, you can't. <laughs> That's pretty retro looking arcade. Yeah, machine. I found a picture of the cabinet. It's pretty bitching. Nice. Apparently, it was out for. Um, some consoles too yeah cool let's buy it all right uh on to twitter feedback the first one's from gamer goal i had a busy few months hope to catch up with the tsa soon yeah that's uh dave, dave. correct yep Jeez, we miss you dave, we've missed you so yeah we've missed your witty cutting feedback yeah we love it emphasis on the cutting cutting edge <laughs> cutting I think I cut myself after a few of his comments. <laughs> Why? He says you're the beautiful one. The face. Yeah, the face. Uh, the, the next is from Multidirect1, Chase. Uh, in response to at, uh, at TS Athletes Modern Warfare 2 fan favorite. Oh, in response yeah, to Will's nibble, Will's bit. nibble bit about the Modern Warfare 2. Who still plays uh, MW2? That game's a piece of shit, and man, those people... <laughs> are slow to find that little stupid piece of religion. Yeah, the game's been out for two years, well, how, and they just find it. How? I don't know how you'd notice. Well, I said, did the game just get released there or something? I had no idea. Where was it? It was some Middle Eastern countries. I don't know. Like, how do you not pick up on that? Congo? I don't know. How do you... Not pick up on that if it's been out for two years? I don't know. Well, I think I, it's stupid. I don't know how you'd notice it. I would never notice something no, like that. I know. And even if you did notice it, you'd be like, hey. All right. Yeah, and it's Modern Warfare 2. It's not like it's Modern Warfare 3 or anything. The game's old. It sucks. They could have put an American flag in the toilet, and I wouldn't have given two shits. Yeah, I wouldn't have cared either. Not two shits. I think it's dumb. Yeah. I agree with Chase, everything he said. Yep. 
Okay, at uh, Corey Alice says, Sorry, guys, falling behind. Your dad's interview on the 4th of July special is awesome. Agreed. Yeah, that's one of my favorite favorite episodes. Me too. Uh, at Real Big Kong on Twitter said, Did any of you get the download stuff for Borderlands 2 and have you tried the Necromancer yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I Maybe this weekend I'll download it and give it a try. Same here. Um, love Borderlands. God damn it, that's an awesome game. Awesome game. Mm-hmm. Did you read that uh, Microsoft's getting rid of the Microsoft points for, for real? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I was happy to see that. I should say Borderlands 2 uh, is a game that I will probably buy all the DLC for. Mm-hmm. I'm usually not big into buying DLC, but because, well, I mean, the first game's DLC was so good. And, it was. And the second game is so good. Uh, no reason not to buy it, so... But the the Mechromancers, that's free DLC what if you pre order the what game. Is a, what is a Mechromancer? It's just a new character class. It's uh, The Mechromancer can summon a robot that's made out of junk. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Trips, I, I didn't look at the skill trees. Did you look at skill trees? Because they just released them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't like to see that stuff in advance. I want to play around with it when I, when I get to get when, it, when I actually play as the Mechromancer. So. I didn't see what kind of abilities she has other than the the, the summoning of the yeah, summoning of the death trap robot, which is pretty sweet. Uh, apparently, from what I've read, it's one of the better classes to play. It's oh really more versatile than the other ones, I guess. But hmm. I don't know. Oh, we got voicemails too. Uh, hang on, let me call those up on the big computer. That sounds fun. <laughs> Always okay. I should have called this up during the break, but I forgot that we had voicemails. GD it, Dan. I know. Come on, Dan. I'm tired. I'm tired and malnourished. (laughs) For the the good of the show. Dan might die for the show. (laughs) Oh, boy. I hope I don't have to enter the password. Do you want me to just tell it to you? No, I got it. It's just having to get up and get to the keyboard. That's a pain in the butt. All right, here we go. All right, motherfuckers. You know who this is? Yeah. Mega Man Dingo, motherfuckers. I just want to set up some beef between me and Dan. <laughs> you don't think I get blowjobs? This ain't about video games, motherfucker. This is about blowjobs. You hear this music? I got three bitches coming over. They're going to need three blowjobs all at once because my dick splits off like dragon's head. You should give a call to my boy Skyrim job. That bitch tears up that video game worse than I tear up Antle. <laughs> did I, uh, did I say Mega Man Dingo doesn't get blowjobs? <laughs> you saying something. I, I don't remember I, what it was. I don't remember either. But the, the, there's a second part to the voicemail. And here it goes. Oh, yeah, and check this shit out. Your voicemail cut me off early, so I gotta continue on. <laughs> Just as you're aware, I got, never got a bitch pregnant because you can't get the mouth pregnant. <laughs> you know how I get bitches pregnant? When I go to the adoption agency to ask for a fucking kid. Yeah, you guys may think I'm out of the Oh, shit, you see that kid? That kid ain't mine. That kid ain't mine. That bitch ain't mine. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Uh. So thanks for that Mega Man Dingo. I honestly don't remember if I said anything about 
Mega Man Dingo's BJ's. He said something. I don't remember what it was that insinuated he doesn't really get them. Oh. No, I think what... I think the route I was going was no one, no guys ever played video games and gotten a BJ at the same time. I could have been. Because I just don't envision that happening. Yeah. You have a friend that claimed that happened. Do we? I have a friend. Oh. I don't think you know him. I think they're full of crap. Full of malarkey? Yeah. I don't know. It's possible. It's possible. I guess anything's possible, right? Yeah. All right. And we have three new Twitter followers. Did anyone get any new friends on Xbox Live or PSN? I did. I got one, too. Yeah. I got one on Xbox. Okay. So three new Twitter followers, one new friend on Xbox, or did you get... No, we got four new Twitter followers. (laughs) We did? Yeah. Okay. Four? It said somebody and three other people. Oh, okay. Four Twitter followers? Yeah. Can I, uh, going back to blowjobs really quick. Yeah, let's go back to those. From Mega Man Dingo's voicemail, it made me think of something I saw on Reddit today. (laughs) And it was a letter written to the Navy by this little girl. Oh, boy. Can I I just read it briefly? (laughs) Yes. Okay, here it goes. This is from Susan, and it was written on December 12, 2001. um, And somebody posted it on Reddit. And it says, Dear Sailors, my girlfriend and I were watching a movie about the Navy. They killed a bunch of bad guys. Do you get to kill bad guys? My dad killed people when he was a Marine. He said, Navy doesn't kill people. They just give blowjobs. You are the best Navy, and I'm sure you do the best blowjobs. Your friend, (laughs) That's hilarious. And she included a smiley face at the end, just so they knew. That's great. That That is really funny. Oh, where were we? Oh, we were trying to figure out. Okay, so we oh, have yeah. we have five. Is that f- f- a five total of new new following? Yeah. yeah. Four Twitter followers, one new Xbox Live friend. Yeah. Or did you get one too, Will? Yeah, I did. I thought or, I th- that was from last week, though, right? Nope, got another one. Did you? Yeah, I'm popular. Shit. So that's six. Six. I have no idea though if it's for the podcast. I'm just gonna assume. Oh, probably. Do you remember the name? Nope. I'm breaking out the bottle of uh, Evan Williams Honey Whiskey that I got for this occasion. Mm. So we need to divide up. Two for me, two for Dan, two for Corey. Yeah. Six for Will. Oh, I, I, can drink, I can chug some beers. All right. Okay. Uh, since I'm not in studio, I'm in the Brooklyn studio. Brooklyn studio is a little chilly these days. Is that right? Yeah. Well, so is our studio. I'm actually wearing my long, pretty, long underwear. It's pretty comfy right now. It's better than it being really freaking hot yeah. and like it gets in the summer. Okay, I walk out of here, feel like I just stepped out of a bath. Sweating my balls off. All right, Eric, we're, I, we're each going to do a double. Sounds good, buddy. That's a double, right? Sure. Dub. Don't be a couple of weenies. Do what John Bonham did. Which yeah. is throw up on yourself. Four quadruples of vodka. Ugh. I would need that, to have something in the vodka. I hate vodka. That's the night he died. I was going right. to say. Here you go, buddy. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is my Yankee Stadium shot glass. You betcha. Down the hatch to our new followers. Cheers. Cheers. 
Ooh. It's not bad. Wow. <laughs> through through a cough. Well, oh. I always do that though. I mean, you know. Yeah, no, mm. I'm not a liquor guy either. Ooh. It's really sweet. I'll say that's a lot more sweet than the especially the Jack Daniels one. Wait, which one are you drinking, Evan? Yeah. Evan Williams. Yeah, that's the sweetest. And and Jack I think is the the hardest, but yeah. I like right in the middle the American wild honey. Whiskey. Yeah. American I'm honey. with that's you, Corey. Well, that's I was the jam. Ooh, I was telling really sweet. Yeah, I was telling Eric when I uh when I went to go pick up the bottle, the Jack Daniels honey whiskey bottle of the same size was $35. Blah. I bought that the, for a special occasion once. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take out a loan? Well, uh, uh, Corey, that was the day I asked you to make me the whiskey playlist. Oh, nice. That's what I bought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you drink a lot of it? Yeah. And then the American honey was 28 or 27 or 26. And that was 12 or 13. <laughs> so I went with that one. Jesus, that's sweet. Oof, I don't Sl- know if I could drink in. that all night. Mm. I'm drinking a, a urine heavy. Okay. <laughs> but, you mean butt wiper? Mm-hmm. Have you gotten a taste for butt wiper? No, it's just cheap. Yeah. I can't. I can't Especially do it. Especially around here, and it sucks. I mean, we have uh, Mr. Kiwi, which sells uh, twelve packs of PBR for nine dollars, which is a really good price. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but the the deli around the corner for me, which is even closer, uh, got their liquor license back and is selling beer again. And it's just I pay for the convenience yeah. of just having to walk around the corner rather than a couple blocks. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's was that is that a double or is that just one? That's know, just dude. one, you pussies. All right. Attaboy, Corey. I can do the other two if you want. No, 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 no. God damn. What do I look like? Speaking of all this drinking, I actually had a, uh, a Blue Monster energy drink the other day for the first time in years. Those are good. The low-carb one? Yeah. Yep. And well, I was freaking wired. You know which one I like is the red one with the fruit juice in it? Assault? No. Chaos? Chaos. Yeah. I'm getting ready for uh, when Halo comes out because it's the Doritos and Mountain Dew promotions. Oh, uh, Game Fuel? Yeah. Well, and I haven't uh, eaten Doritos and drank Mountain Dew. What do they got years, going on? So. The, Game Fuel. Yeah, Game Fuel and then the the Doritos always sponsors because it's Pe- PepsiCo that sponsors. Uh, is, is regular Mountain Dew going to be part of that? Because I don't like any of the other ones. I don't know. Probably. But I will be drinking Game Fuel because I love Game Fuel. Well, I'll tell you what, Corey, I took off November 6th, 7th, and 8th. Oh, bitchin'. I'm going to try and take off, like, the 7th or maybe the probably the 7th, yeah. You going to come up? Uh, what? In a, no, because it will be in the middle of the week. Yeah, just do it. Uh, <laughs> I'll be up uh, for the, the Halo party. The noobs versus oh, rookies versus You mean when we, when we just absolutely destroy Will and his friends? You're going to. Yeah. My yeah, team, know, my team fell gonna. apart. Yeah. Oh, here come the excuses. They all got girlfriends now, huh? <laughs> no. No. I'll explain it later. Okay. Uh-oh. Explain it now. It's on topic. Yeah, nope. let's, let's hear it. No. Let's put it on the table. Probably no one's getting it. No, I'll, I'll talk about it later. Did some of your friends have a falling out? No. Did somebody lose their hands? Yeah, they had a falling no, out. No, there wasn't a falling out. <laughs> Stuff to explain. All right. High I'm not going to get into it. Down High hatch. school. Hey, here's to uh, Will's friends, Honor. and they're falling out. Oh, my God. <laughs> here's 
Wait, here's Tanner. I'm not going to say the rest of it. <laughs> oh, baby. That's good. It is sweet, you're right. It's too fucking sweet. It's like sucking on a honeycomb. Oof. Can I tell you my favorite cheers, though? Yeah, go ahead. We like them in leather, we like them in lace, we like them the best when they sit on our face. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't either. Will, can you explain it? I'm confused, too. Alright. Okay, let's get into our roundtable discussion. Oh, shit. Who's got a topic? Corey, go ahead. Thank what do you got for a topic. us? Uh, this is easy, and it's going to involve mostly Will, because I feel like he's probably the most acquainted with Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Any of us? Um, so I'm really excited for Assassin's Creed. It's my most anticipated game of this year, uh, only for the setting. However, I, if you can't tell, I've been spending too much time on Reddit, and that's where I get most of everything in my life. Um, but somebody posted in one of the gaming subreddits, would you prefer if Assassin's Creed did away with the Animus storyline? Um, now, I did a little bit of research on the Assassin's Creed storyline, because I haven't played any of the Assassin's Creed games so I'm going to be going into Assassin's Creed 3 blind without having played any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't matter. I'm still really excited for it. So I did a little bit of research, and I kind of know what the Animus is. Um, and essentially what this person is saying is if the whole idea of time travel and all that, not that, not that it's really time travel, but like if that whole part of it was removed and you just played this character in this certain period of time, would it be better? And they said that, yes, it is. But I kind of wanted Will's opinion because I know he played it a lot. And Will, could can you describe like what the Animus is a little bit and a little bit of the Assassin's Creed story? Um, basically, the story you know it starts off in you know Assassin's Creed One as you're the protagonist Desmond and you get captured by the Abstergo industry. I think it's Abstergo in and, the modern day, right? In the modern day, and they're putting you through the Animus, which is you're playing through memories of the Assassin Order. So it's different assassins, and you're playing through memories to try and unlock an ancient secret. What has something to do with the Apple of Eden? I didn't play Revelation, so I'm probably, like, I didn't beat it, so I'm kind of out of the loop with some of the things. Basically what happens with that, like, after you beat Assassin's Creed 1, you and the blonde-haired girl, you know, escape from Abstergo, and... Who was voiced by Kristen Bell, I think, right? Really? I think so. I didn't know that. Is, is that the Lucy character? Yeah, Lucy. Okay. So basically, do you want me just to run through the story up to Brotherhood of what happens out of the out of Animus stuff? Yeah, just briefly so we can... Okay, so in, then in Assassin's Creed 2, you meet up with two other people, and you play through, you know, Ezio, and you get more, you know, into the, app, or the Eden Apple thing. And then in Brotherhood, you know, it's basically the same thing, but at the end of that one, you stab Lucy, and mm. then... She betrays you. No. What no. happens is, since you're in the Animus and you went through... I don't really remember because it's been a while, but you went through some, like, memory that was unstable, and the animus kind of, like, messed with you, and when you were, you know, when you were going through the secret area underneath uh, the Coliseum, I believe, you kind of, like, lost control of your body, and you end up stabbing her, and then after you do that, you are in the animus through revelations, and you're inside, like, a fail-safe area, and you gotta play through memories to unlock it, basically. Basically, I wouldn't care if they didn't have that. I don't. So I, I hardly play these, paid. You'd play these individual games and wouldn't care about. Yeah, the I don't. Side story. I don't really care. Like I, I was like, oh, that sucks when Lucy got stabbed, but I didn't really care. I played okay. Assassin's Creed one and two, and the games would be 
would be good standalone. I, I actually kind of like the the storyline, um, just because I want to see where it goes, where the, where they end up with it after Assassin's Creed Three. Now I did not play um, Brotherhood of Revelation, so I'm missing that. But I'll probably just uh, watch a video on YouTube to fill me in for Assassin's Creed Three right before it comes out. Yeah, and and again, I haven't played any of the Assassin's Creed games, so I have no idea. But what I do like about it is that it's a way to tie together like a franchise, yeah. um, and be able to do something differently in every game, and still have this this overarching storyline a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like Will said, you know, those games would be great on their own. They don't yeah, really need that. Definitely. But you know, in, in in the greater context of of the series, I think it's cool. And I I was actually reading through the comments, and somebody his name his his reddit handle is the ska bus and this is what he said and i really agree with it he says the animus is a framing device it gives context as to why you're playing the game you're playing and explains away animus walls blocking further memories respawning heads up display maps etc it's actually quite a smart way to explain all of these common game elements without breaking the fourth wall yeah yeah which i thought is genius yeah you know, can't, I can't can you can't argue with that. That's good. That's good logic right there. That is a really good point, and and it made me think. It kind of draws on what makes shows like Quantum Leap and even Doctor Who so great. Oh, Doctor Who! Yeah, because every every episode is a totally different you know setting and mm-hmm. adventure and everything, and and there's still rules within that because it is you know it's time travel essentially. Mm-hmm. So there's these 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 bigger rules that can't be broken. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I just thought it was an interesting question, and it's good to get good to get opinions on it mm-hmm. because I'm really excited for that game, and I was just you know just curious if I if I should even really care about the whole animus storyline or should I, if I if I should just take the game for what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think if since they put it in, like I like I said, I want to see where it goes, where it ends up. You know, um, if they didn't put it in there, you probably wouldn't care. You know, you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. know any different because the the games themselves are still really good, but. Um, I'm interested to see what what they had in mind for the the conclusion of of the storyline. You know, is it? Are we expecting the conclusion? I'm not I don't really probably, sure. I doubt it, only because what there was what three games based on Ezio. So. Yeah, so there's going to be Assassin's Creed. I would 3, say I would say there's there'll be at least two based on Connor. Yeah. Connor. So that's great. At Eric. least two. Did you play any of the Assassin's Creed games? I played Assassin's Creed 2. I almost beat it, and then something else must have come out. Mm-hmm. Kind of gave up on it. Did you like it? Yes. And you're getting 3? Yes. All right, sweet. I'm really looking forward to 3. I, You know, I went the other day to pick up uh, XCOM and Dishonored, and he's like, is there anything you want to pre-order? And I had already pre-ordered Call of Duty and Halo. He's, I was like, I don't think so. I think I pre-ordered everything. He's like, yeah, nice. You got Call of Duty and Halo. You didn't get Assassin's Creed? I was like, yeah, let's pre-order that. <laughs> what a wiener. He knew. Uh, Both of you. You fucking sold out, and he is a wiener. Why did I sell out? It's GameStop, man. Yeah, but I'll get it at midnight. That's true. That's true. That's the only reason. I'm going. I'm getting Halo from GameStop, so oh, I can yeah. go to the midnight release. He was telling me all about it. They're doing a Halloween costume contest or something stupid. I'm not going to do And that. I go, he was telling me all about it, and I go, yeah, I'll be here for, for the midnight release, but I'm not going to be in costume. And he's like, oh, come on. I was like, no. And I left. <laughs> I'm an adult. I walked out. I was, Sir, I'm almost 30. 
<laughs> I'm not interested in dressing up as Master Chief. I just want to get my fucking game, go home, play it for three days. And get drunk. <laughs> get maybe a little drunk, have some pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got to stock Sheep up pie. on supplies. Dan, we should, just for old time's sake, order a Fortunato sheet pie. We should. Ugh. Maybe Fortunato's wasn't disgusting. I like Fortunato's. Am yeah. I the only one that, like, yep. that's one of the only things I miss from Newark Valley? I like chicken bacon ranch from there. Yeah, I love Fortunato's pizza. Hmm. Every time I go out there, and usually my one friend James, like, every time I go out to see him out there, he'll get a Fortunato's pizza, and I'm always so excited because I love their pizza. Hmm. Every time I bite into a piece of their pizza, all I can think about is all the shortcuts they took. <laughs> To make the cheapest fucking pizza imaginable. God, and don't I love those shortcuts? Man, what a good Ugh, pizza. Man. It's like every week they're like, okay, we're going to cut back on the sauce by half. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It I tastes never, delicious. I never really even thought about that. I just I was never never a big fan of it. All right, this week when he asked for pepperoni, we're only going to put it on a quarter of the pizza. <laughs> I did notice a lack of cheese, a distinct lack of cheese. You got to order extra, Dan. That's true. <laughs> and pay a little extra. You have to order extra to get the normal amount of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get the 2x cheese, please? Uh. You know what? Make it a 4x so it's actually a double. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, that, that'll be 12 more dollars? Okay. All right, fine. I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, All right. Whatever. Where were we going with that? I'm done. I okay. just wanted to chat the Animus and Assassin's Creed because I'm really excited. Dude, about I am oh, yeah. too, man. Did you see the new trailer? No, With I all the I weapons. watching trailers after E3. Ooh, watch the new one. It's just got oh, all the different weapons know. and stuff. I know. I don't want to see it. I want to I want to feel it organically in the game. Oh, God. Here we go. That's what I've been doing. I like it a lot it's better. It's the first one I've watched since E3. That's what I'm doing with Dishonored. And I... I've... I don't know shit about Dishonored. I wasn't even going to get it. The only reason I got it is because the reviews were so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, ah. I'll be playing it this weekend. You know, somebody once told me, what, do you want to die with no debt? You know? Yeah. No, I don't, matter of fact. And yeah. what am I going to leave my dog if I don't have debt? Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> uh, All right. Who's, who's next uh, topic of discussion? I mean... I'll go. I okay. mean, we had kind of decided we were going to discuss mine a little bit more, but I, I don't think there's that much to discuss, really. Oh, um, that's right. This is uh, about a wrist-mounted controller that's, I, I guess, inspired by the Kinect. Uh, Microsoft is working on this. Um, I'll tweet this, and I am going to tweet it, Corey. Don't make any fucking comments. Yeah, I know they were coming, Corey. I have never commented on somebody not tweeting something they said they would during the episode. You have, actually. You did it to me one time. I remember you did it. I do that a lot. <laughs> I always forget. Anyway, um, it's basically a little thing. Well, actually, it's kind of big. It's bulky right now. I'm assuming at some point they'll figure a way to make it smaller. And right that's now, it can, it can only be used by <laughs> being plugged into a computer. <laughs> So, you know, at some point, it's probably going to be wireless and much smaller. They want to make it the size of a watch. And there's a video attached to it. That's why I'm going to tweet it. Um, basically, it just reads all your finger movements. And um, you can actually move your, your character on the screen. It only shows your hands. So imagine, like, you're a magician. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you're a sky, in Skyrim and you are a mage. Mm -hmm. Right? It'd be like that. So it shows a guy making his fingers look like a gun. 
and shooting at, at objects to move your character forward, you almost like grab the air and pull forward. Hmm. Which I don't think I would like. No. no. I don't think I'd like that either. That doesn't no. feel like moving. No, like it feels like that's going to piss me off. Yeah. You know, I feel like two times. Unless you're Tarzan. And I'm not. Well, in the game, I mean. <laughs> oh. Unless you're playing a Tarzan game and swinging from <laughs> swinging vines. Swinging from vines. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're playing the Jungle Book, it's not going <laughs> to really do it for you. Exactly. That's where I was going with that. And, yeah. again, I'm not Tarzan anyway in real life. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, other than the movement factor, if they could find me a way to move without doing that and using my hands to cast spells or. Well, that's kind of the thing that they were going for with the nunchuck attachment for the Wii controller. Right. Because you just had that, you know, one button and then the thumbstick on it. That would be perfect if you could plug, you know, or even have wireless. So you would use that to move around. Right. And then maybe you, you use your arm. To look around, you know, uh-huh. if you want to look up or down, you know, with your arm or, you know, gun or whatever, right. um, that would be fine. But, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't want to move with that. That sounds horrible. But, but mean, having a little attachment in your hand for for moving forward and left strafing and back, you know. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about, like, a wrist-mounted, if it were watch-sized wrist-mounted device that read your finger movements and, like, allowed you to... Say you're playing a game like Skyrim, you cast spells and do whatever. Or a shooter, because that's what I saw a guy shooting. Hmm. I don't know, man. With, with me, it always goes back to like the tactile feel of something in my hands. Yeah. I can't do this phantom like grab and manipulate things. Like it just, I, I don't feel it's not rewarding to me. And that's like it's 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 all about the controller, and the controller is such a like a one to one. Uh, feeling between what you're doing and what's happening on screen and until that is perfected with all this fake movements and stuff it's just not going to work for me and that's why the connect hasn't worked for me so what you're saying is you could never be an actor in a michael bay movie exactly because i'd be behind a green screen and be interacting with fake shit all the time right exactly yeah yeah it's it's it just does absolutely nothing for me okay and it's impossible to master because it's so freaking janky. And that's part of, like, part of gaming is, you know, you want to improve your skills. And when you play, you feel like you're improving and you can notice yourself getting better. But when it's so freaking janky like that, you know, and you don't know what's going to happen. It's like all the Wii games, like Wii Bowling. It's hit or miss, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I was reading uh, Kotaku's uh, Fable the Journey review. And um, one of the things they said was... Well, first of all, they joke that uh, something about being an adult and driving a horse-drawn carriage (laughs) (laughs) wasn't really right. But also that, you know, the the connect worked okay when it actually worked, when it could actually tell what the person wanted to do. Exactly, exactly. Which is not, not very often, I guess. So, yeah, there's that. Where, can you guys think of any practical uses for a wrist-mounted controller in a game? I would be willing to try it, but no. No, I wouldn't be I for it either. Not offhand, I mean, I don't know. You can, I mean, they could probably come up with some cool innovations that you could use it for, but... You know what makes sense? And I saw this, uh, they had like a infrared uh, something or other you attached to your laptop, and all it did was it, uh, like, it was a holog- holograph of a keyboard that it put in front of your laptop. 
So you oh would, yeah, I've seen you that. Would, you would tap, you know, the holographic images of the keys, and it would type what you were tapping. Yeah, I've seen um, that. I could see something like that working with a wrist-mounted controller for the right? mouse. Like for the mouse, which would be a good good way to do text input and stuff like that. Yeah, I could see that. But I mean, in terms of a game, I, I don't know. Maybe an opposable thumb game of some sort. I don't know. Well, they would have to they would have to come up with games that were specific for that technology, as opposed to adapt games that already are in existence to that technology. You know, I think that was a problem with the Wii. Yeah, but try- what, game, what kind of game? You know, no, I know, but that's Just where that's play. where the innovation comes in. I think the problem with the Wii was that they tried to adapt games that you know, first person shooters and stuff, to playing the Wii rather than using the Wii to make something neat and creative and innovative. You know, mm-hmm. like Cooking Mama. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I never played that, but but or you know, they, they they put games like you know the Call of Duties on there, which are fine, you know, they want to appeal to the hardcore gamers, but the, the game wasn't designed for that control system, you know? Yeah. Whereas a game like uh, Legend of Zelda, the what was the most recent one? Skyward Sword. Skyward, Skyward Sword was designed from the ground up to work with the, you know... We Yeah, the Wii controller. Control. But that, that's also the danger in the system, you know? Yeah. It's not having those games that sell a lot of copies. So. And that's why Nintendo is such a unique example because right. it's Nintendo. You know, they're making games for their system. Right, exactly. Whereas, you know, you're hard pressed to find a good third party third party title for Nintendo. Yep. Or for the Wii anyway. So I think that made sense. Yeah, no. Spot okay. on. Right. Uh Will, do we get to you? What do you got for us? I don't have anything. Oh, yeah, I didn't either because I actually wanted to talk about my Steam experience, but I just figured I'd do that during my week because it was more fitting. Um, so, yeah. yeah, do you want to get right into what we played? Yeah. I actually have to urinate. All right, well, go ahead. I'll, I'll just talk about Borderlands. Okay. Um, I played a teeny tiny bit of Guild Wars. Um, I got to level 69, and I figured that was a good stopping point because I was level 69. So... I'm going to be stuck on that level for a little while now. Uh, I don't have time to play it right now, which is fine because I don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But as I said uh, earlier, I beat Borderlands 2. Nice. Um, Borderlands 2 is fabulous. That's all I can say about it. Um, the ending is great. I, I love the story the whole way through. Um, the ending is great. It leaves it open for a sequel, which is nice. Um, there will definitely be Borderlands 3. Um I don't know what to say about it other than it, it was awesome. I wish I had looked and saw how many hours it took me, but I would say it was probably in the mid-40s, wow. 42, 44 hours to beat, I would say. Um, I did skip some of the missions at the end just because I wanted to beat it. I didn't know how much longer I had. Um, so I skipped a couple of missions towards the end, which I don't like to do. I usually like to do everything, but as I said, I wanted to get done to make sure. Um, so I could write a review and stuff too before, um, XCOM came out. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say other than I really, really enjoyed Borderlands too. I look forward to the DLC actually. Was it hard towards the end? Uh, it was pretty hard. I mean, the whole time it was, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say the end boss was too hard once you figured it out, mm-hmm. you know, the, the method for, kicking his ass yeah but putting putting uh 
Boot to butt. Boot to butt, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, great, great game. It's probably in my running for game of the year. Snagged that um, one out of the red box the other day. Didn't play d- it. Didn't play it. <laughs> uh, really good, really good. Nothing but good things to say about that game. That that's a game that has uh, fantastic polish too. Um, apparently there was a couple bugs for Borderlands too, but I never came across any. Um, it ran perfectly the whole time. I never had any issues with anything in that game. So mm-hmm. very well done, Gearbox. So that's all I had. Corey, what'd you play? Hey, uh, so. <laughs> I played more faster than light, still trying to beat it. I don't know where I left you guys. <laughs> Eric's giving me the... I don't know what you'd call that move. I don't know. You said hey, and I waved at you. The dismissive wave. No, that's not what that was at all. I, I was think waving. I think that's exactly what it was. Not at all. <laughs> now it is. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what I told you guys last week. I don't remember what I had gotten to last week, but I did finally had, get to the final boss. I was going to say you hadn't beaten it. Did I talk about the final boss? No. No. Yeah, so I finally got to the final boss on easy difficulty and just got rocked. Like, not even close. Um, And it's the kind of thing where you can't limp into the final boss. You have to be gung-ho, 100%, awesome crew, awesome ship, all decked out, ready to go. Otherwise, he's just going to kick your ass. Um, So, honestly, I've probably put, like, 15 hours, maybe even 20 hours into that game just trying it over and over and over again and still haven't beat the final boss on easy. Um, and I haven't unlocked any more ships since last week either, so it's it's kind of like, what the hell am I supposed to do? You know, What am I doing wrong? Um, and you, I did pick up some tips online. And stuff. I was going to say, have you read any accounts of of yeah. people beating the game on like the hardest difficulty or anything like that? Yeah, as far as I know, there's only easy and normal. Um, it defaults to normal, but I switch it to easy because that's the only way I could get anywhere. I did, I did, I did pick up on some tips. Like, you know, you want to travel to the civilian, civilian-controlled sectors rather than the rebel-controlled sectors or the um, more aggressive sectors. Uh, you want to have a diverse crew because certain quest lines will give you more options um, depending on the crew that you have, and it's just little stuff, little little touches like that. Um, but I won't bore you with that until I beat it because I. I like I've, it's the game I've been playing the most of, and I really want to beat it, especially when I'm on the bus because I spend a lot of time on the bus going upstate mm-hmm. to see the girlfriend um, and coming back, and that's like a five-hour trek, so I just bring my laptop and play on the bus the whole time. Makes for a pretty fun trip. Uh, the other game I played is Medal of Honor, the most recent Medal of Honor, which came out for Xbox and PS3, I believe 2011. Mm-hmm. I think it's a 2011 game. Uh, it's it's another it's another first person shooter. It's it's another modern warfare. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know what to say about it more than that. It feels exactly like every other shooter. The controls are the same. <coughs> um, you start off killing bad terrorists, and there's a, a plot line to follow. I played as opposed to the good terrorists. <laughs> yeah, I I played I played the first two missions, and I was like, well, I don't really know what else I'm going to get out of this, other than the fact that it's a first person shooter and um, probably has some mass appeal. I know like a lot of people weren't too hot on it, especially reviewers. Um, But I do know users are just like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's as good as call of duty. It's just the multiplayer isn't as good. Yeah. Um, So if you're playing, if you love call of duty, especially the single player and you want to play another single player campaign, go for medal of honor. It's, it's the same, same shit, different game really Um, not for me at all. 
uh, like I said, I played two missions, and I'm just like, nah, whatever. What, what made you decide to play it? Uh, just I had heard um, from somebody online, I forget what forum, that the single player was, like, awesome. And and I guess, you know, it does get better as it goes along, but I'm not going to play it that long to see that, so I don't really care about it. Yeah, yeah, I heard it was awesome, too. It's it's just it's just another one of those games for me, and, uh, you know, I've got better things to do, like did, play Faster Than Light over and over again. Did you try any multiplayer? What's that? No, because you have to do the online, because I got it through Gamefly, you have to do the online pass. That's so stupid. Speaking of which, did I tell you guys I went to cancel my Gamefly and they offered me another free month? Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. So that's why I have <laughs> Metal of Honor. Oh, yeah, I also have um, Castlevania, Lord of Shadows, the newest Castlevania game, which I played for like an hour. Um, a lot of, lot of button prompts, a lot of QTEs. Yeah, but... you, I think you talked about that a little bit last week. Okay, yeah, yeah, so I, I guess I had talked about it. <coughs> yeah, I'll talk about that when I play it more. But the other game I spent a little bit of time with, maybe like three hours this past week, was Dungeons of Dreadmore, which... I heard about, I think, early this year. I'm not sure if it's an early this year release or maybe a late last year release. Um, but it's a grid-based dungeon crawler, single player. Kind of old school, but what makes it kind of interesting is you choose a certain number of skills to start with. And I chose, like, axes and shields and some other janky stuff. And I chose geomancy. Um, is it geomancy? Yeah, like animating stuff, mm-hmm. animating creatures and objects and stuff like that. And uh, tinkering was another one I chose for crafting and stuff like that. But but, but all it is is you you they drop you into a dungeon. Um, I think they're random, randomly generated the dungeons, and it's grid based. And you walk around and you attack shit uh, like you. And it has like the skill bar at the bottom, like an MMO or like a Diablo. And uh, yeah, you get your abilities and you attack stuff and pick up items. Um, I, I think it's an indie title. I'm not really too sure. It's a lot of fun. It's really addictive. But the problem I had with it is the fact that there it overwhelms you with items. And when you're first starting off, you don't know what what you need and what's necessary and what you can just trash. And you don't really understand the mechanics of it. And I didn't think the tutorial did a very good job of explaining it. Um, that said, if you're into that kind of like quiet dungeon crawling, you know, there's some puzzle elements. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's just a, a small little indie game. It's cheap. I, it's probably like ten or fifteen dollars. I don't remember what I paid for it. That sounds awesome. Um, but yeah, it's 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 one of those old school dungeon crawlers, grid based. I, I think I would like that. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people would like it. Dun- Dungeons of Dreadmore. Dungeons of Dreadmore. Uh, pretty good reviews too. So nice. Check it out. Only ten or fifteen dollars, you said. I th- I believe so. Yeah. It's not bad. Hopefully, check it out. Yeah. All right. What else you got, Corey? That's it. That's all I played, uh, as far as I know. Oh, I play. I've been playing uh, a lot of Final Fantasy Dimensions, but there's really not much to talk about in that until I'm. I'm probably gonna beat it because I play it on the subway. Um. So eventually, I'll beat it. I'm like 15 hours in. I think it's a 30-hour game overall. Okay. I bought all the episodes for thirty dollars. Wow. <laughs> Jumps, but I love Final Fantasy. Okay. Eric, what do you got for us? Uh, the only thing other than FIFA and um, XCOM that I played was NBA 2K13. I got it out of the red box and I actually played it. I played it for a quarter because XCOM was staring at me. Uh-huh. Um, 
Yeah, I mean it's it's NBA 2K. It's really good. Yeah, I controls great. It yeah. looks good. Well, the only thing about the controls was it felt a little sluggish. Oh. The players are kind of slow on screen. I don't know. I, I don't remember being quite so slow last year. So but they're going the way of NHL. NHL. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Making it feel a little more realistic by yeah. slackening the controls. But that being said, it's nowhere near it's that sloppy, poor. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I noticed, like, you know, Jay Z is a producer or whatever. It's a lot more flashy, and like big production. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And before the game started, like, there was a Jay Z music video, and I was like, I... <laughs> if I had bought a game. <laughs> I didn't buy it to watch Jay-Z perform a rap song. Right. You know? You could just go but, on YouTube for that. But do you think somebody did? No. Yeah, I don't think anybody has. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I mean, even people that like Jay-Z, like, if you buy a video game you want to play the video game, you don't want to watch a Jay-Z music video. I, personally. I mean, yeah, no, I fine, have your music on there, but do we need to watch a video? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but... Trying to advertise himself. Yeah. So that's what I took out of NBA 2K13. <laughs> Did you hear <laughs> Coldplay? I didn't hear any Coldplay, and you know I was listening for it. So, no, I mean, if you like NBA 2K series, you're going to like this one. Uh, just expect a little bit more extra, you know, production and flash and rap music videos. I used you, have to, uh, you have to play as the Utah Jazz to hear the Coldplay. <laughs> actually it's the indiana pacers Corey. they no, they had a thing um they did for whatever reason it was just like year after year they kept drafting like a white guy that played the same position and it was just like <laughs> at what point do you start drafting a guy who's not white and doesn't play small slash power forward yeah like poorly you know what i mean i just I, and people were like started saying, well, they have this front office with Larry Bird, and they're like, they're, they're racist. That's why they're doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. I mean, this without getting into an argument about racism. A race war. Yeah, do you... I mean, I think there's something to be said for that. Do, do they know their... I've never been to Indiana, so I don't know. Do they know their market and think, like, if we have a more white team, we'll get a better turnout? I mean, Maybe. Yeah, because, I could see that. But at the same time, you want to win. Well, look at Indiana college sports. I mean, you're looking at the Indiana Hoosiers. I mean, Bobby Knight and they, I think, had, at least back in the days of Indiana basketball, predominantly probably a white team. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, huh. They got I Tyler mean, Hansborough on the court. I don't know who that is. He was North, he played for North Carolina. He was a white white power forward, uh, one of the best college basketball players of all time. But like you knew he was gonna not do very well in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a try hard guy, and he he happened to be able to try hard enough in college to be one of the best players that ever played college basketball. But you know he's an average, maybe slightly above average NBA player who went in the first round to Indiana. Yeah. And they have a bunch of guys like him. He doesn't strike me as someone who's intelligent. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I always go back to uh, the Atlanta Thrashers before they were no longer a team. They drafted, or not drafted, but traded. They had, I think, uh, six black players on their team. Yeah, they had enough for uh, an entire offensive and defensive line. Really? Yeah. yeah. They had. And they I, drafted I mean, Evander I, Kane, right? Mm-hmm. 
Atlanta's a, a predominantly black city, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so maybe they're just that. playing up to their market. I don't know. I, it it, it mean, obviously didn't work for them. But. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you're not necessarily going to win doing that. Indiana actually did have a decent team in basketball. Um, I don't know. You know what I've noticed in the NFL is there's a lot seems to be a lot, lot more white wide receivers than in days past. Danny Amendola, Amendola, Hartline, Eric Decker, yeah, Welker, Wes Welker, Welker, um, Gronkowski, uh, Jordy Nelson, yeah. There's a lot more than I remember from you know watching the football huh. when I was younger. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Well, Wes Welker runs like a black dude. What do you mean by that, Corey? He's freaking quick. <laughs> He's fast. Is that not okay to say? No, it's it's perfectly okay. We're just trying to fuck with you. We'll snicker in a little bit, so it got me snickering. Um, yeah, I hate Wes Welker. The only um the only wide receiver I remember from back in the day, and he never even played wide receiver. He was a special teams player. It was Don, Don BB. Yes. Did Don he ever? BB. Did he ever play wide receiver? I'm he was, sure he got out there. Yeah, he he was the fourth receiver. He was out there mixing it up. Yeah. They're still calling for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Really? As a special team. He was a great special teams yeah. player. Do you remember the play against, uh, I think it was the Cowboys, where I think it was Leon Latt? Yeah. And Caught Don, up to him and knocked the football out. Was that Beebe or Tasker? Are it, we think, yeah. I think it was Don Beebe. No. Was it Tasker? It might have been Tasker. Stripped it from him at the one? Yeah. Because oh, Leon Lett's big fat ass was running with the ball and <laughs> look, holding it out? Look it up on YouTube. All right. Are we talking about that Super Bowl game? Yeah. Was that in the yeah, Super Bowl? It was, yeah, it was the Super Bowl. Was it like the Texans or something like that? No, it was Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. It was in the early '90s. I can't remember if it was. I think it was Don Beebe, but it might have been Steve Tasker. It was a was a blocked field goal. Was that? No, it was a fumble recovery. Or was it a blocked field goal? I think it was a fumble recovery. All right, let's see. No, because Don Beebe was a special teams player, so it would have had to been. A punt, block punt, maybe. Tasker was a special teams guy, too. That's true. He was white. Super Bowl. I see Frank Reich. It was a fumble recovery. Frank Reich rec- uh, fumbled the ball. And Frank Reich. It was. The, BB's just streaking down the field. That ah. <laughs> <laughs> was Don BB's shining moment, man. God, uh, he's just busting ass down the field, number 82. And he tried to stay out of Leon Lett's, like, because Leon Lett was looking back behind him a little bit, but Don Beebe was staying off to the side where he, he couldn't see him, right? Yeah. Leon Lett, you big fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the, the first comment on the video. I wish Leon Lett would come back to the NFL just so he could give us one more classic fuck-up. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, that's good. <laughs> Where have I heard that name, Leon? I feel like it's in like a song or something, like a lyric or something like that. Leon Lett? Might be. Yeah, he was a good uh, lineman. Yeah, he was. Okay, where were we? Oh, we, basketball. Yeah, we just got to talking about Don Beebe there. Basketball. Oh, NBA 2K13. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you like NBA 2K, he'll like it. So. Okay. Very nice. All right, Will, I know you got something for us. Uh, Yeah. Um, first thing I played was Guild Wars 2. Uh, before right. XCOM came out and everything, I was trying to gain a level a day in Guild Wars. So I got to level 10, which I was 4 beforehand. Yeah. So I got up there pretty good. But then XCOM came out. Uh, I played a couple games of FIFA. I had actually a very exciting game. I won in the 90th minute in extra time. I scored with 88 in the 88th minute to tie it with uh, Santi Cazola. 
Cazorla. And then... Cazorla? I don't know. And then I have something like that. And then extra time, I scored with Oxlade Chamberlain. Nice. And I was so excited. Isn't it great? Scoring in that game is so rewarding. Yep. That's why the announcers shout, Goal! Goal! There's Jared. There's Jared. Huh. <laughs> Corey's not with us. So you had an exciting finish to your game. Yeah, it was fun. Very fun. Um, then I played Borderlands 2. I got to level 10 with that. And for people who played that game, I you know killed Flint and got to Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So I'm still not very far. Beginning, yeah. Um, Diablo 2. I beat Act 2 with my friend Tim. Uh, is that the jungle one? No, that is Act 3. That's where you fight Mephisto. Okay. Uh, the Act 2 final boss was Duriel, and I realized why I cheated in that game. That game is so hard. Yeah, it is very it hard. Took a, <laughs> it took us probably 40 minutes to fight the Act 2 boss. Yeah. Because we'd you know, do as much damage as we could, and but he would keep like freezing us and stuff like that, so we'd use up all of our potions and have to use our town portals, go back to town, yeah. spend money, you know, buy more potions, go back in. It took us 40 minutes to beat him. Yeah. So I can't imagine how it's going to be. Uh-huh. Then Torchlight 2, we played a little bit more. We got to Act 3. Oh, that's right. We played that last night. Mm-hmm. Eric wasn't invited. No, I didn't get invited. So, yeah, we're in Act 3 with that one. We're getting pretty close to beating it. And we're like level 41 area, 42, 40, around that. Okay. The thing I played yeah. the most of was Episode 4 of The Walking Dead called Around Every Corner. And I'm going to stop by saying that this is by far the best episode in the Walking Dead series. I've never played a game where I spent the entire time being so tense and afraid to, you know, play an episode because I'm so, like, connected to the characters that are in my party. I didn't want anything bad to happen to them. So I was playing it, and I was, like, my muscles were all tight, and I was, like, really, really nervous doing everything. And I've never kind of... I've never had that in a game before. Yeah. Um... Uh, the the episode ended with a, a very wow moment. Very sad. Uh, I cannot. I it's such a good game. I want to talk about it so bad with like Corey or somebody, but nobody's played it. Uh, yeah, I got to get caught up on the Walking Dead games. It's so good. I want. I had. I I read something, Will, and maybe you can react to this. But apparently, all the sane female characters you can be interested in are killed off. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are either killed off or leave. That that's a fact. <laughs> is there any way to avoid that? Or is no. That just, no, no. The person I was going for got killed. So yeah, all of them get killed or are insane and leave. Okay. But like I said, Act Four or Episode Four is incredible. Like I said, the final final scene is very powerful and moving, and I honestly cannot wait for Episode Five. And like I said. Uh, on the forums, they said that it's coming out uh, shortly after episode four. So I'm thinking maybe Halloween. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. Anyway, that's what I think it would be. It would compete with Assassin's Creed, though. Right? Uh, Assassin's Creed comes out on the 30th. Is it 31 days in October? Yeah. I don't really know or remember. Yeah, Halloween's on the 31st. 31, half September, November, January, and... April. And mm-hmm. so forth. <laughs> and whatever the rest of it goes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when episode five comes out, I'm, I'll probably review review it. I don't know. It's that good of a, it's that good of a game. That could be the, it could be considered game of the year for me, the, the five episodes together, because, <laughs> because people complain about how the decisions you make really don't matter in the game, but they finally, like, the different decisions you made in the other episodes finally, like, 
come up in episode four, and you can branch off with different decisions. Because I noticed that when they do the end of the episode stats for who chose what and stuff like that, you can finally see like where everything's different and who likes you and who doesn't. And nice. if you were honest with people, like I tried to be as honest as I could with everybody during my playthrough with that. Uh-huh. And it's very nice, very powerful and moving game. I kind of wish I paid the uh, the upfront fee to have all the games rather than individual episodes you should have Corey. did you do that no i didn't i buy them but individually but you should get them they're it's worth it yeah i still haven't i'm i the only one i've played is the first episode and i mean i liked it but i just didn't didn't keep going with it you maybe you can if you ever come and you're over for a weekend you could play all the episodes they take two three hours to beat them i should do that um and speaking of which the walking dead premieres this sunday so Mm mm-hmm the new season. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm pretty excited too. Yeah, I gotta yeah. figure out how I'm gonna watch it. There are ways. There are very, <laughs> there are many ways. Enough said. <laughs> um, that's all I played though. Those okay. those things. All right. Yeah. I feel like I had one more thing I wanted to add about XCOM, but I'll talk about it next week probably. <clears throat> Right. Along with Dishonored, we should say. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, our next week's episode will be about Dishonored. So. Which three, Dan, myself, and Will all got, correct? Yep. yep. Cor- Corey's out of this one again. He always, he always brings something to the table, though. Yeah, Sorry, he, always ha- he always has a new game to play. Dick. Showing us up. Always. I'm only a dick tid to you, Eric. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's everything, right? Uh, let me go through our usual end of the episode, end of the episode uh, routine. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash thumbstickathletes. Our Twitter is twitter.com slash tsathletes or at capital T, capital S, athletes. Our website is thumbstickathletes.com. Our voicemail number, if you want to leave us a voicemail, is 607-527-0547. Um, or you could email us at thumbstickathletes at gmail.com. Uh, if you're going to be ordering anything from Amazon, including one of the many new awesome video games coming out this fall. Get yourself XCOM, please. Get XCOM. It's really great. Really and Assassin's great. Creed. And Halo. And Borderlands 2. And Dishonored. And Di- well, we can't speak for Dishonored we yet. We can't, but you know what? Buy it anyway. <laughs> yeah, buy it Through anyway. our link. Yeah. Uh, clear your cookies before you click on the banner. That hel- I don't know. Apparently that helps. <laughs> That's just what I've heard. Um, so, yeah, that'll do it for episode 64. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Bye!